I'm going to tell you a few stories. All you have to do is listen. Hello and welcome to another movie podcast. My name is Oscar and with me today, as always, is... Hmm, Raphael. With a hmm in their start. This is episode number 132. And uh, today's movies are my picks, Oscar's pick, if you will. And I just noticed something funny in our roster of film reviews that we're going to be doing today, Roth. I noticed that without any context, and if nobody knew what these movies were about or any connection to any other franchise, mm-hmm. the three movies sound like horror movies. We're going to be reviewing Black Widow. It sounds like a horror movie, like maybe like a Could be. movie. Um, no Sudden Move, right? Sounds like a, a killer in your house, right? Don't You can't make a sound, it'll see you. And I Saw the Devil, which is also a legit horror movie. And yeah. that one does work on both, <laughs> both counts. Right, right, right. But No Sudden Move is definitely more of a uh, crime, not a thriller, I would say, but crime something. And then Black Widow is a Marvel film. So um, anyway, interesting how out of context changes everything. Anyway, those are three movies, Black Widow, No Sudden Move, and I Saw the Devil. Um, you can always find this episode, as well as there are other episodes beyond where you'll listen to us now, at our website, um, otherpodcast.com. Yeah. And uh, over there, you can find all of our previous episodes and uh, all of our marathons and whatnot, which is what I Saw the Devil is a part of. We'll talk about more of it later. But uh, before we get too far in, Roth, how have you been lately? How's your life? You sleepless bastard. Uh, very much how you just said. Sleepless. Um, yeah, I mean, I sleep, uh, you know, whenever I can. But at the same time, not really. So, uh, I stay busy. I've been staying busy. Going out, doing stuff. Um, but besides that, I've been watching TV. I've been watching stuff on Netflix. Um... Finishing up shows like uh, like Loki. Loki's done with. Um, Loki's done. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it is done. Yeah. Um. Finishing up stuff like that in general. Um. Starting to watch more movies. Uh, little things of that nature, you know. Um. But besides that, really, just kind of enjoying the summer. Trying to stay away from being stuck at home all day. So. Yeah, yeah, love that. Um, How about you? Yeah, uh, actually, I'm gonna take that to get a couple seconds. I need to open the front door real quick. Grab yeah. Back. Mm-hmm. <sighs> All right, sorry about that. I'm back. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, uh, okay. Um, yeah, you know, it's actually been a little bit hanging with you. We saw Black Widow together, for example, mm-hmm. which is, I guess, part of you not being cooped up too much in the, at home. Um, sure. And not to mention today was a big outing 
for me anyway. I never really hang out with family that long, for that long or with that many. But we hang out with the cousins today, Rob. We did a cousin walkabout. Mm-hmm. So we have a family in from the old country, Mexico, and uh, huh? took one of the cousins there with us and uh, to the Renaissance Fair over in Bristol, Wisconsin. And it was fun. It was my first time going to that Renaissance Fair. Mm-hmm. Always wanted to go. Obviously, like, to really enjoy it, I would need more money or, like, at least more, like, fuck you money, you know? Yeah. I, I would have I would have definitely partaken more in, in the alcohols and the uh, and the food and probably in the souvenirs, too, while I'm at it. I probably would have. I could have seen myself doing some javelin throwing or knife throwing things, too, you know, just for fun. Oh, for sure. Like, yeah, yeah. So I didn't go full on, but we did a lot of walking around. We saw some of the shows. It was fun times. You know, and uh, it wasn't that long, three hours. So, yeah, it was that was fun. So, besides that, uh, what I've been up to is that I've been going through, I'm going to describe this more a little later in our recent discoveries, but I will have this, like, kind of uh, an idea. And this will just save, so it'll just save us from doing an extra review than usual. So, like, uh, I had this idea or um, maybe doing some sort of horror movie, like, retrospective. Not, like, specifically reviewing any one movie, but talking about horror movies lately and maybe doing a comparison to some other ones I've seen recently because I've accidentally stumbled on a horror movie renaissance. It started like weeks ago. It started off by watching, I don't remember what it was anymore. I think it was like The Collector or something. And then um, from there, I started watching a mixed match of like new movies or movies I haven't seen before that I heard things about, you know, in horror. And then and mixing up those with... uh, older horror movies that I haven't seen in a long time or even the ones that I have seen and just want to rewatch like uh, Hereditary, for example, um, or The Strangers. You know, I saw those again. And uh, and I just found myself like stumbled onto a lot of horror movies lately. So I think it's enough where I want to have like a whole thing about it and talk to you about it, Ralph, because I know you haven't seen them with me, but uh, you know some of these movies already. And I, I think you, you're no slouch when it comes to horror. It's not your preferred genre, but I know you know it. Right. And I wanted to have a... My preferred maybe like, genre maybe like, was playing in front of me. What's your preferred uh, genre? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever's playing in front of me. Oh, what, oh I, I thought you meant something that's playing in front of you now. Oh, I no, no, you make no, a no, joke no, about no. like... Okay, no. um, Yeah, I, w- I would peg you more of an action guy, more than, than horror, you know, if I had to guess. But, oh, yeah, know. it's easier to just, you know... Yeah, turn right. off your minds. Right. No, I mean action is my uh, probably a good second for me, but horror for me is my number one. Uh, at least uh, not not that there's rankings. This doesn't matter. I just watch a lot of horror movies. Anyway, so I want to have a discussion. So we'll have like a segment devoted next time for that, and I'll talk about some of the titles and recent discoveries just really really fast, just to, just to mention them, but not to review yet, just to see what you guys are getting next time. So anyway, sure. I stumble onto that. Otherwise, it's been pretty. Pretty normal, kind of like a little sucky with the work. The work hasn't changed. And it's one of those monotonous feels every week with work. You know how that feeling goes. I do, I do. Yeah, I've been feeling that a little more lately. Um, and uh, unrelated to that, I hope so anyway. I had, um, I don't, I don't want to say my first migraine, but I had a migraine like a, like two weeks ago, a little less than that, um, that lasted uh, throughout the night. It was. It wasn't like a fast one or anything, and uh, I haven't had one in a long. I can't even remember 
Mm-hmm. That's how long it's been. And I had a really strong reaction. That was really fucked up. I, was, I do not like them. They're not fans. Not a fan not of a, them. Not a fan of migrants? No, not a fan. It took me a while to realize that's what it was. Also, because really? it was affecting me. It was affecting me in my stomach. And it was affecting me, like, in different parts of the, the head. And then uh, in my eyesight at some point. Oh, yeah. Like, it was not cool. It was not good. Could not eat oh. anything. Could not really focus on anything. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, I mean, luckily it was like, I wasn't like working or anything like that. You know, it was already after that. It was just sitting on the couch when it happened. And For sure. The only, my only problem then was just I couldn't sleep. Um, but anyway, yeah, so that sucked. Otherwise, you know, it's been like, you know, here and there, some stuff. I'm sure I'm forgetting something, but no big deal. So uh, with that in mind, we're going to get into some recent discoveries. You, you and I have been watching movies. We have two, two, two titles total. Yep. Uh, what do you have? Um... I have a movie called uh, The Ice Road. Um, it's on uh, Netflix. It is uh, written and directed by Jonathan uh, uh, Hensley. Jonathan Hensley. Huh? Sorry, no. <clears throat> it's uh, Liam Neeson's newest movie, essentially. Yeah. Uh, starring, obviously, Liam Neeson, Lawrence Fishburne. Okay. Um, yeah, Marcus Thomas. Um, there's one girl that I've never really seen before. Uh, Amber Midthunder. Oh, yeah, Amber Midthunder. Yeah, she's from Legion. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. So then there's a. Uh, it's uh, essentially. Uh, I think I saw a trailer for it, and it reminded me of like sort of Fast and the Furious, but on the ice. Right. Um, it feels like that title is incomplete. It should be the Ice Road Trucker, right? It it, it should right, and that's, <laughs> that's what they're doing. The whole point of the movie is that they're taking a. Uh, there, there's a collapse in a mine. A mine collapses in Canada, and they have to drive through the frozen uh, ice, through the frozen like uh, the caps, you know, before it's, mm-hmm. it melts. But during the during the season, that normally would start melting um, to get there in time, and obviously Ooh. it's really rough. So it almost um, becomes like a sorcerer. It's really weird. Yeah, it is actually more almost like a sorcerer. Uh, sorcerer still one hundred times better. But besides that, yeah, um, uh, it was a, it was it was a dumb action movie. Um, uh, a lot of other stuff going on, other longer than it needed to be for no reason. But it's still like I was like, man, this movie still has forty minutes left. It's like, for what? I was like, but okay. I mean, they made it work overall, I guess. Yeah. Um. So that's the Ice Road. It's on Netflix. Um. I guess if you're bored, you should watch it. If um, you're bored, you should watch it. What was it again? Uh, the Ice Road. Yeah. On Netflix. Netflix. Thank you. Uh, I, I may watch it because you know. I like, I, honestly, I, I unabashedly just watch his movies all the time. I, I like it. I like watching it. I know they're bad. Yeah, I know. Um, or they're not great or good, whatever. They're right, good, right, right. Good for me. Um, all right, what's the other one? The other one is uh, Amazon original movie, uh, The Tomorrow World. This mm-hmm. is, um, what's his name? Chris Pratt's latest movie uh, with Chris Pratt, uh, Yvonne Strahovski, and J.K. Simmons. Um, a family man is drafted to the fight uh, in the future war where the fate of humanity relies on his ability to confront the past. Um, I'm going to say it right now, I, I like this movie a lot more than I thought I would. Uh, mm-hmm. I love the, I'm loving the premise. Uh, reminds me a lot of uh, Live, I Repeat. Um, what's it called? Uh, oh, okay. I guess I can see some like of that. The, yeah. the vibe of the action. There's an uh, actual story that's kind of interesting. Like the world. It doesn't baby you. You know what I'm saying? There's, there's yeah. we're, we're in this world. This is the issue. 
this is what we're dealing with. It doesn't have to tell me, well, you know, this had to happen. No, no, it just goes in it. Um, and I like movies that kind of do that, that even if they're bad, I appreciate a movie that does that. That tells me, like, well, no, this, is the world, this is the world we're dealing with. Don't worry about it. No, okay, cool. Thanks, man. Hmm. Um, and uh, I, will, I will say, though, um, as I, I did like the movie overall, it's still another action movie. Um, better than The Ice Road, but not comparable, but still better. <laughs> uh, I, uh, I had a problem with the ending. And I think this movie would do better if they change, in my opinion, the ending, if the ending was changed. Um, and it's uh, just, are you talking about the, the thing in the ice? Is that what you mean? I'm being yes, vague. Yeah, I'm being yeah, vague. Okay. yeah, 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 yeah. The thing in the ice. I, it was just like, just like so bullshit. Um, I just found it so bullshit. And I was like, I mean, I, it was okay what happened, but at the same time, I was just like, this is stupid. And like, I, out of everything they did, that was the stupidest thing. And I was like, I just, and it bothered me. It literally bothered me. Um, yeah, for for reasons that because now it, like it, I felt like it betrayed the movie, but okay. it is. What it is. I, I guess I you know I know we, we're not gonna spoil it. No, uh, no, of course not. Of course but not. I, I want to know off air what you mean by that. Because oh I'm yeah, curious. yeah. We're not gonna review this movie, so we're not gonna no, bring it up again unless we. No, not at all. No, I but um, I mean, Chris Pratt. He's becoming action star person. And as we do a Chris Pratt marathon or something. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Um, yeah, that's the only way this movie is back. He does a good job of uh, of leading a, a team or a squad or having good comms. He does okay yeah. He's not he's not doing bad. Yeah. Um, obviously the fact is I think they still see him as a comedic actor. Um, and they feel like they have well, to force I just a lot don't, of comedic I, Okay. I mean yeah. so I saw this movie too, which yeah. brings on to my recent discoveries. And I'm gonna say this about Chris Pratt. I don't think he has a lot of acting chops, honestly. Like, I think he's good with the comedy and he's good with the action hero stuff. That's those those are two different muscles. I get it in the acting realm, but I don't think he has a lot more between the difference from uh, a lot more beyond that. I mean, and uh, I like I've never I haven't seen examples of it. Is my point. So, like, I don't know if he's capable or not. I'm not saying he's never, right? Because even Matthew McConaughey, who I've written off a long time ago in the 90s, came back strong with when, when he fucking just started acting, you know, took some classes and actually worked on his shit and he came back strong and now he's a fucking great actor and I like him. But, like, you know, I'm not saying that he, this guy can't do that or can't wow me ever, but he has never, ever wowed me. I don't understand why anyone can think he's better than what he's able to do. And I guess, I don't know what's... And yeah, he has some charisma and all that. I get all that. But like he also, I think he's lacking... He is lacking for me that leadership thing. I don't think I saw that at all in the movie. I definitely didn't like the movie as much as you did. My friend Jay, who's a friend of the show, and I do a podcast with him, he like, really liked the movie too. And uh, we didn't get too much into it. But um, he was liking all the stuff that I kind of found really dumb or whatever. And it was like the time travel stuff. It's a cool premise, but with... While I do agree with you, Ralph, that they don't like they don't they don't have to spell anything out, you know, not everything anyway, and that's cool. And I like when movies don't have to fucking tell me shit. Um, I feel like I, we needed something to explain why would you why would you want to send able bodied humans from the past to fight a future that they're gonna they're they're losing? Why don't they just prepare for the real war? Before, if you're traveling to the past, why not just prepare it now? Obviously, they don't explain this part. I have a reason in my head as far as parallel universes and all that, but like parallel timelines and, and all that jazz. And, and it really comes down to the selfishness of one past of humanity to, for the, versus one future. But the movie doesn't tackle any of that, which makes me think that the movie didn't think of that. Anyway, 
and it feels like the movie was kind of dumb for me. And the action, um, some of that stuff was cool. Some of the world building in the future was kind of cool. I won't, I will admit that the money's on the screen, but like, um, and I guess again, some people hailed the action for being more than competent. I didn't mm-hmm. see it. I couldn't see it. Like I thought it was just okay. The creature design was cool. Um, but like again, it just felt like it wasn't enough like good stuff going on rep- repeatedly, and so for me to f- like fall for this movie, so I regrettably did not overall enjoy it. Although there are things to enjoy, it's not not a bad movie. I don't think it was just that very good. So that was my thoughts on the the Tomorrow War. Um, again, Amazon Prime, everyone, um, because it, you know everyone did eventually watch it at some point. It was kind of popular. Uh, it was kind of oh, at least uh, Prime was really. Uh, hailing it. Anyway, yeah. I saw a um, a wuxia movie, a wuxia film from Japan, the latest um, by a director writer, Choi Yang Hoon. Sorry, I fucking butchered that. I promise. And it's a mo- new movie. It came out technically last year over there, but 2021 here. It's called Swordsman. Have you heard of it? Rob? No, I did not. What is it? The Swordsman. It's a. I'm gonna read a description to according to IMDb. Three different swordsmen. A swordsman who is going blind, the best swordsman in Joseon Dynasty, and the best swordsman in King Dynasty, who aspires to be the best even in Joseon Dynasty, meet each other for their own reasons. Not a very great description, because it makes it seem like there's three different stories. It's not. And, I mean, it kind of is, but it isn't. It's really like a... um, You know, uh, so this is a wuxia film in the sense that it's like hero, right? Like hero, like uh, the grandmaster in a way. Not totally, though, but in a way, you know the the sword fighting is in itself a genre. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about, those kind of movies. I do, yeah. There's a movie called Shadow that came out a couple years ago that I really liked. Um, that's also a wuxia film. also has the same kind of, like, slow motion. that has a lot of politics. has a lot of, like, honor and, like, respect and that kind of shit. Um, this movie has a lot of that, except that what it does is that it makes a... It's still Hollywood, granted. It's still, like, all fake. It's period piece and shit. But, like... Uh, the director chose to film everything or film the choreography and the action and everything to be realistic. Nothing is bullet-timed. Nothing is color-changing. Nothing is... It's very brutal and kind of cold compared to all those other movies I mentioned earlier. Like uh, House of a Thousand Daggers or whatever. You know, mm-hmm. it's... Um, it just takes all that out and it minimizes it to just skill and fast skill. And it makes the choreography obviously very different than other wuxia films, but also like it is very cool. And it's and I mentioned earlier from Japan. That's not that's not right. Wuxia means China. It's Chinese. I apologize. That was just my stupid mistake. Um, I I thought that's what I, you meant. I, I fucked up. I fucked up. No, no, no. I thought that's what you meant. Was funny is it? And I didn't correct you. I'm sorry. No. Yeah. I mean, it's. I mean, I think it's a harmless mistake. I didn't mean anything by it. Anyway, no, no. continuing on. Um, yeah, and this is a cool movie. It's a cool movie. It has a lot of like the politics of the day of the you know between these two um, fucking um, uh, realms and shit. And there's one particularly bad guy, obviously, and you recognize him too. Um, he's like a perfect bad guy face. He's like the Mark Strong of China. Um, he's a, he's a, that's a good perfect, perfect bad guy face. I like how you say that. He's a he gives a good bad guy. What are you gonna say? Um, Who uh, Joe Taslim? I think that's his name. That sounds right. Yeah, I want to say I yes. I know who you're talking. Yeah, Joe Taslim, that fucking guy. Yeah, he does look like a bad guy. Yeah, he, poor guy. It's poor guy. He, yeah, he has a very joffy face. Yeah, um, I'm sure he's a nice guy. Not in the movie. Um, no, not in any movie. No, no, <laughs> not in any movie. 
So yeah, and it's about this guy, this blind, uh, the swordsman, not blind swordsman, uh, is going blind, right? And uh, it's about him and the politics that he gets involved with. You know, when years after this whole thing he did with protecting the king or his liege lord and and failing so um you know barely made it out alive but shards of the sword from that battle like got into his eye years later he's going blind and um you know he has nothing to live for but uh, the safe the safety of his daughter who desperately wants to go out into the world and he doesn't want that for obvious reasons and obviously you know you can see where that goes but everything that goes from there as much as you think it's more paint by numbers, surprisingly, is not so much. And uh, the decisions that these characters make and the way that everything comes together and the way the secrets are revealed about him and the girl and the family with the, with the, with the royal family and their, their deception and shit. Like, it feels like Kingdom meets a Wuxia movie. No zombies. Um, you know, and it's good. I really liked it. It's a lot of fun. I recommend everyone to watch it. Yes, it's, it's in Chinese, so like, you know, subtitles. But it's very good. I found it. Uh, I rented it on iTunes. It was a dollar when I did it. I'm pretty sure it's not anymore. They usually have that for like a week at a time. But um, I saw that there, and I check. I recommend everyone check it out. Uh, anywhere that you can rent it or find it. Anyway, um, and last but not least is the the thing I was going to mention. This the the horror movie Renaissance. Man, one of those movies that I was going to almost put in the recent discoveries was the uh, the Fear Street movies, which you, you haven't seen, right, Ralph, at all? I know. I just learned about them, actually. I literally browsed through Netflix. Oh, um, really? Yeah, I was browsing through Netflix what, maybe like yesterday or something. And then I was yeah. like, what is this movie? What Part three. Oh, they're, oh, they're good. To the other part you two. would like them. Watch well, it was them. just funny because I was like, I go, but there's a part three. I goes, and yeah. I was like, wait, is this like the first one? And they're doing like backwards. Work? I was very confused. And I was like, That's funny. and then I'm looking at it and I was like, wait a minute. Yeah, and it says something about the other parts because I read the description. Yeah, and then I was like, and it says something about the other parts, and I was like, oh, hold on, so there's another, and then I keep looking forward. Part two pops up, and I was like, where's part one? Part one was like nowhere, anywhere. Like, they just drop all three movies at the same time. I was like, what the fuck? And I was like, it's so trippy. <laughs> no, they they, tri- they dropped all three movies within two weeks of each other or a week. Yeah, I didn't know that. Um, I I when I, I saw 1994 just just as like a couple days before part two came out. Uh-huh. And so I saw it on a lark. I didn't know what to expect. I'm like 1994. You know what? That means slasher. And I would love to see a good slasher. That was me thinking, right? Yeah. Like, you know, I, I mean, I, I never knew. I mean, I've heard of Fear Street. It, it just took me a while. I thought Fear Street was an original property. It's not. It's based on the Arl Stein, uh, slightly young adult, right? It's like, it's not. His, his, oh, his is Kuban, it? His Goosebumps books are like meant for kids. Arl Stein's uh, Fear Street is meant for some, you know, slightly older. And uh, I hear that the books are good or whatever, but not really well known as Goosebumps. But anyway, this is based on his movie, on his books so from Fear Street. So, like, uh, they made a trilogy, and uh, they're all out now on Netflix. And uh, I really have enjoyed the first two. I've only seen the first two. Um, but by the time we do this horror thing next time, I'll see all three. Uh, and maybe you will too. Anyway, and they're all a lot of fun. They are a lot of fun. The second one's even better than the first, and I really like the first. Mm-hmm. And I hope the third really lives up to. All of the build-up, really, to the story that they're doing. Because they do connect, and they're all about, you know, similar characters. So, like, it's, it goes backwards in time, but it's not, like, so strict either. You'll understand what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, anyway, besides that, I mean, you know, a lot of great movies out there that people make. And, you know, like I saw The Strangers, pre- uh, um, there was a sequel that they made that wasn't as bad as you think. There was this, um, so basically I went online a lot in a lot of forums and found that a lot of people's top 
you know, 10 serious movies. And I'm like, okay, see, I'll parse through them, see what I don't know, and kind of watch that. Some of them are pretty good. Some of them are awful. Like, there's a, um, uh, there's a Lifetime horror movie that I've a lot of people were saying that it's, that it's like so fucking whatever. And it's not. I mean, it is for Lifetime, but that's it. That's like saying, like, if Sesame Street says the word damn, that'll be the equivalent of rated R for that movie. Anyway, not very good. Um, but they're really good ones. And I've been rewatching things like The Crazies, and it's been fun. So, um, just letting you all know that I'm going to be talking about these kind of movies next time. Um, and that's it for recent discoveries. We're going to take a break now. When we come back, we're going to review uh, the big hit right now that's in the black, the blockbuster hits, uh, Black Widow. That's on theaters now. One of four, I think, Marvel movies coming out this year, right? Or one of three at least, because at they've, least three, they've announced yeah. two, three others, two others at least. And I'm like, God damn, they really are. They're coming back strong. Coming back strong. Anyway, stay with us. You don't know everything about me. I've lived a lot of lives. Before I was an Avenger. Before I got this family. I made mistakes. Choosing between what the world wants you to be. And who you are. We have to go back to where it all started. Where did you think I was all this time? We have unfinished business. My girls are the toughest girls in the world. I'm sorry. We had our orders and we played our role. It wasn't real. Natasha Romanoff confronts the darker parts of her ledger when a dangerous conspiracy with ties to her past arises. <coughs> This is the Black Widow, or just Black Widow, not the, just Black Widow. And I just dropped my phone. And this is the latest by uh, Marvel, the Marvel machine, if you will. And uh, strange movie, to say the least, but this is the latest of them. And this movie is um, directed by Kate Shortland, who I do not know very well. She did a movie called Lore, Somersault, Berlin Syndrome, which seems German. But anyway, that's her. This movie stars obviously Scarlett Johansson, Florence Pugh, who is a wonderful actress, David Harbour, Rachel Weiss, and I guess the 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 standalone after that would be Ray Winstone. I would say, um, yeah. And this movie takes place. This is one of those. Uh, this has like a Saw movie franchise story where it takes place between other movies. That have that happened already. It's very saw like of Black Widow. Um, I remember thinking that in the in the beginning of the when uh, when they were showing the intro, whatever. Um, so yeah, space. This, uh, this, sorry, this takes place between uh, what is it? Um, Civil War, right? Civil War and the, and the and the and the Avengers Infinity War, like mm-hmm. somewhere between there. This movie happened. Correct. You know, and there's so many heroes out there. They all have their standalone. At least some of them do. Um, so I have a lot of conflicting mixed results, mixed feelings about Black Widow, honestly, this, the movie and the character uh-huh. um, that I will be talking about here. My first impressions of the movie, however, are that 
the movie was it was good. I enjoyed it. I definitely had fun watching it. It was fun watching this also in a movie theater where it was um, like the old days, kind of hacked, and yeah. a bunch of people waiting to see something kind of fun uh, and escape their realities, just like like movies are supposed to do, right? And this movie, um, I don't want to say it won me over 100% and everything there, but it did do enough for me to enjoy it. Um, that being said, is that uh, I really do wish that the movie was better, and I'll deal, I'll deal with, I'll talk about the many different ways. And it does have some missteps that makes it, um, I would say, ultimately for me, a mid-tier Marvel movie. Not one of the worst. It's not Iron Man 2 or 3, or it isn't Thor 2, right, right. but uh, not anywhere near the best either. So definitely in the middle somewhere. I think Black Widow is where it safely is nestled. What about you? What are your first impressions? Um, to be honest with you, I didn't know what I wanted from this movie when it... I guess I just didn't want it to suck. I mean, besides that, I just... I didn't know what I was going to get from a Black Widow movie considering she's everything that she's already done in, like, her life. Because everything's, like, so far behind. So I was just curious as to what are we doing, right? Um, right. So when we got this, and I was like, okay. I, uh, I want to say the movie I, I did win me over overall. Um, which is kind of like how it did for you. I did come out liking the movie. Um, I agree with you in the aspect of it, it is higher than the Incredible Hulk. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, Thor 2. I don't like forget that. that one. Um, I forget about Thor 2 all the time. Um, I forget about Thor also. It's just the first one. Except for the boss at the end. But anyways. Um, that's my yeah. apologies. Sorry. And then... Uh, um, so, yeah. there. I... Uh, I, I do. I do think the movie is better those um, than those things, and I was just curious what they were going to do. And I thought they did a good job of kind of mixing her past and mixing her um, presence of when the movie is. I just felt like the impact of this movie um, just wasn't there. Um, I just didn't. I almost feel I with, without saying something cold. I almost didn't care anymore. Um, <laughs> like that sounds too cold. I I did care. I just, it just, I didn't, I didn't care as much as I think I should have. Um, I just felt like we were getting a story. Um, yeah. And that's it. So, and, uh, it's all yeah. weird in the aspect of how I got it, I guess. It's just, you can tell this movie should have came out a while ago. Yeah. And, like, it just, and it sucks that, you know, I know COVID hit. But even then, it should have came out before that, I think. Um, and just, and it's kind of shitty, you know? Um, right. In that aspect. Yeah, uh, yeah. This is the. I mean, this problem is one already that we can talk about. That's uh, so free from spoilers because it's about no, it is. when it the is. movie is watched, not has to do anything with the plot. Right, it literally has nothing um, to do about. Yeah, and it does suck because when was Endgame? Twenty nineteen. Uh, yeah. Early twenty nineteen. Am I correct? May around there. Yeah, that's fucking oh, forever ago. We're I mean, yeah. <laughs> in June of twenty twenty one. But it is. Yeah. No, we're two years later. Yeah, I mean that's I mean, a long time. That's a lot of emotions have already gone through. A lot of other things, you know. Time heals everything, and in this case, time healed the fact that the impact isn't as strong. Yes, and uh, so let's talk about that. Um, for for one, is that um, maybe this movie should not have come out out of chronological order. Like maybe should have come out 
after Civil War. You know, like yeah, yeah. I mean, like I, I, like I finally know. giving Black Widow in the height of her of her being an Avenger and doing all these adventures already, having been through the Avengers Part Two and Civil War at that point, like giving her her own standalone movie. Finally, Marvel's first, uh, you know, lady, you know, um, female led superhero movie also you know because it, it wasn't miss marvel didn't come around that time until later um you know i think that would have been that would have been great another one that would have had equal i mean the slightly lesser but ultimately like it would have been cool too in, in different ways is that this movie came out the year that um that miss marvel came out in so like the the, 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 the space between infinite war infinity war yes, and um that would have been a fantastic time that would have been uh, for a lot of people probably a better time because of what happens to her in endgame spoilers she dies so like getting the soul stone and the way she dies and everything like her pleading to hawkeye right to let her go and shit very good, very good scene and all that. And that, imagine how much better it would have been if her standalone movie had just come out like eight months before that or something. Um, <clears throat> I think that would have been really the best time. They really dropped the ball on this. And I don't know if it's contractual things or if like they already spent the money. I don't know what's going on, but they ended up making it anyway. And then two years later, COVID or not, it came out too late because they were still setting it to come out after the Spider-Man movie. Uh, Spider-Man sequel, which also yeah. is seems even more too late. Like it's like they forgot to make it. It doesn't look make him look good at all. No, it doesn't. It does not make him look good at all. And also, like, and here's another problem about coming out now. Uh-huh. You know, is that it's come out after three first seasons of your different shows that oh. Disney has put out, where they're opening the doors to so many other weirder aspects of the Marvel cinematic universe of the Marvel comic book universe and putting it into cinema where like they're opening up all these parallel timelines and introducing all these like sci-fi super, almost supernatural, you know, magic stuff doing with WandaVision and all this shit. And they're doing all these uh, amazing setups and then they bring in a regular movie. You know, it's a spy. It's cool stuff. I get it. And I'm not, you know, we'll talk about the movie itself in a minute, but like, but again, it seems like they're going backwards by showing it now, and it just yeah, doesn't it, look good. Bad placements everywhere. I mean, yeah, I I didn't get the uh, I I do agree with the fact that it does feel a certain way on that aspect of what you just said with the mm-hmm. uh, with the the spy stuff and it's like or the regular movie, should I say? Um, but at the same time, I also feel like it was almost for me. I took that at that aspect of it. I took it as in the. There's also this, you know, there is also the regular and you just kind of forgot. You did forget though, cause Marvel's been doing fantastic. And I almost thought like, maybe, maybe this would have been a better three episodic thing. No, like, no, no, I, I, whatever. I mean, if back then, I, sure. I, yeah, back then, sure. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Maybe it would have been better as a three episode. And I just think they didn't have the balls to do it then. I, I'm being, yeah. I'm being honest with you. I just think yeah. they didn't have the balls to do it then. Um, and now it's, you know, I get. I I don't know if, and like that to get into spoilers later. But I mean, just to, to for for spoilers later, I don't know if the ending of this movie uh, is the reason why you want to have yeah, this movie I see, come I think, out. Yeah, I know. We'll talk now, about that or yeah. not now, but like when it was, should have came out. But if right. that's the case, that's a weak answer. Yeah. Um, in my opinion. Uh, yeah, I know exactly what you mean, and it is a weak answer if that's the reason. It yeah. seems like it was added on after the fact, honestly. But, oh, right, I, do but I do not know. 
Um, it, it, it does feel it does feel out of place. Mm-hmm. It just feels like, um, like a chat. It's like you're it's like you're opening up a chapter of something that we already that we already closed. You know, it's like giving yeah. me another Harry Potter book, and I'm like, I already finished. We already know everything happened with Harry Potter. What do I need anything else for? Mm-hmm. It like feels like a Sin City, the sequel. Um, uh, you two, yes. like I was like, what? Did we want this? It was twelve years after the like, first one. Like, why do we want this now? <laughs> Nobody wants this movie, and it was a prequel too. I'm like, we don't need this. This should have come out like a year after Part One, not like ten years later. Oh my god! Yeah, I remember, right. I remember we were so mad. Hey, we, I was mad too because it, it should have came out when yeah, like the year maybe two, not yeah, two, two tops, but not like a decade or almost a decade. Yeah, no way. Um, this feels like that a little bit. Uh, so let's get into movie more uh, more in detail. Um, I really like the opening uh, with the Ohio thing, and uh, Dude, they're they're doing the Americans. It's Marvel doing the Americans. That's the um, fucking what I thought. Oh, yeah, exactly what I thought. Yeah, I mean, yeah. how do you not think that though? Yeah, right. I mean, I mean, even people who have only seen one episode or just know I've the seen plot. zero episodes, and I thought the Americans. Or you know, it's another one that's in in in, in movie form. Is a very good movie called Salt. Very similar to that too, like a uh, Russian infiltrator posing up as American. Uh, the movie Salt with Angelina Jolie, amazing movie. Everyone should check it out. Yeah, it is one of those random like. And she's like a super Russian agent. Really yeah, yeah, very good movie. <laughs> anyway, uh, it has that great opening. I love the kids in it. Uh, I will. <laughs> I it's also kind of a chilling, dark opening because of all the stuff that it shows, and especially when you think back on it after the movie's over, after the the quote unquote family unit. Uh, meet up again uh you realize like it's i have uh, yeah it brings up a lot of mixed feelings but i'll talk about them later but yeah it's pretty dark because they're all just fucking co-workers you know i mean they're children right it's just it's just the fact that that's how fucking dedicated they are you know to have to use children and shit Right. Yeah. Uh, I would say that after that, though, my first bigger problem of the movie comes in, and that's pacing issues. Um, I don't know if the movie should have been shorter or something should have been added to make it more, I don't know, interesting or exhilarating. But, like, the parts between um, Natasha getting out of, uh, I almost said L.A. I meant the United States. <laughs> Escape from L.A. Running, Escape from L.A., right? Uh-huh. <laughs> Dude, she, do that, that, she can hide. Dude. I like it. Just, I can, I, I, I can literally, stronger. you know, kind of like um, not Saul Goodman. That's not the right character from Breaking Bad. Uh, Mike Ehrmantraut, kind of like Mark Ehrmantraut in Better Call Saul and in Breaking Bad. You know, they do these montages or like just scenes in general of him doing something, and you don't know what he's doing, and then you yeah. realize that he's doing something practically and logical and awesome. Yep. Right. It's like mm-hmm. that. She does that with hiding and running away, or like doing something clever with violence or against like opposing number of people like it's so good um, I, I have a question because yeah, this is up? a big big part of for me in the movie hmm. um the guy is it secretary ross i can't remember yeah William the guy who's chasing him yeah who's chasing her in the beginning of the movie yeah was he in any of the other movies yes he was in um the civil war movie actually that's when he's introduced so, so and he is back in endgame i think the fact this is and this is this is where it literally Right when that scene happens, and that person's there, I'm like, "Who is that person?" Hmm. That's how much I had forgotten about this character. Yeah, that's another guy. Yeah, another reason. And then, yet and another reason right, why this movie come out. Right, right as yeah. the movie I'm watching, and I go, "I feel so disconnected." Like, who is that person? And I go, "Was there even a person like that?" 
I was like, I don't even remember. Yeah, like, but you know, okay. Marvel movies are, are like kind of like the Fast movies or Mission Impossible no, movies yeah, are great movies. background movies. So I've, I, I, I definitely knew him instantly because of that. But if I had seen, let's say, Civil War just once, I definitely would be with you on that. Right. I'd be like, well, who is this guy? I don't remember. I mean, I know the actor. Like, where is he from? What is he important? But whatever. Um, anyways, I was saying is that while I do like her running away and stuff like that, she's kind of cool with the whole evading the, the task force. Um, the movie kind of slows down too much for me. And it isn't until they break out, break out their dad from prison that I think the movie picks up again. And the movie becomes interesting and fun. And I'll describe everything later. But, like, um, I think there's a lot of that second act or something that it's uh doesn't work for me and i don't know what it is i think it's the pacing of it or whatever it's like too much um too much of like her and incredulity that this uh, red room is still around like what is the red room do we care some of that stuff plays funny when it shouldn't be some of the stuff that uh should that is funny it does not doesn't make me laugh or, or think it's funny mm-hmm. um but you know along the way though we do meet florence Pugh. Pretty shortly, I mean, pretty. I mean, she sends a package and stuff that sets the whole thing in motion. Correct. And uh, real quick, Florence Pugh is like very nearly steals the show from Scarlett Johansson, in my opinion. She is so good, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She, but she is Jesus Christ. This girl can do no wrong. So far, I mean, <laughs> whatever you know. But like, she was in the in Little Women. She killed in. She was so good in that movie. And not to mention Midsummer or Midsummer. Um, she was in Midsommar, the lead actress, and she fucking kills it there in three in three completely different types of roles. Completely nails it, and in this movie with the comedic timing and the action choreography, I think she's yeah. really good. Um, so I really like the sister stuff, even if I didn't like how they met and how all that worked out. Again, it was kind of boring, even though she is pretty great. So that was my problem with that stuff. And then otherwise, though, the plot itself, you know, it felt uh, I, th- I think. There's, you know, a lot of Marvel movies have this problem of going too big on their villains. Like, they all have to have some world-ending thing. Yeah. Now, this isn't quite that, but it is still too fucking big and too annoying. Like, why can't it just be personal? Well, I mean, why does it have to be so huge? Why does it, why can't it be, like, something else? Right. Um, and that, that leads more about the ending and some of the monologuing that I don't enjoy at the end, which we'll, maybe we'll get to. I don't know. Um, so what, what, what about you? What else do you think about this movie? I, I 100% agree with you with Florence Pugh. Um, because uh, I... So I had to get step out of the theater to go get to go get a refill because there was too many people that we went with. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, we went a lot of people. I was like, I thought it was just so you and a friend. And like, nope. No, I obviously no went to like runp.com and you know pulled up the the time I should go and everything like that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it worked out, but like, I kind of didn't want to miss that. Like her, her dialogue. Cause it was really funny. It was like, a lot of her stuff was like really good. Even just like the background stuff that she was saying. Um, yeah. it's like her, her looks and everything that she was giving was, uh, worked out really well. I thought it was, uh, I thought she did a really good job. Hmm. Um, but besides that, um, yeah, no, I, I do. I, I can see what you say. It slowed down. I, for me, it wasn't more of a, it was more of just like, I guess it was. I, I get why they needed to do everything. It just it did feel like it was. It wasn't even a slow. It almost felt like it kind of like stopped um, until you get the the what's it called the father. Yeah. Um. Out of um, out of prison. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. And the father, the prison break scene was cool action. I, I liked it a lot with the snow and everything, and the avalanche that comes in, the helicopter. Oh, that was fun. Um. What I don't, what I don't get at at all. I mean, I don't know if this is like. 
Soviet loyalty that's keeping him there, but like, he can clearly escape at any time. He can even stop the guards from taking his shit because people like send in uh, cookies and shit right to their favorite superhero in Russia, you know, and in prison. And uh, the guards are it's, like very weird, and it's com- it's both comic relief and yet like it's almost too slapsticky also. And I don't know how to feel about it. And it took me a while, like by the end of the movie, was when I started to see um what's the actor red justice right is that his name i want to say red justice um uh david yeah, harbour's um, character alexi i mean that's his name alexi yeah yeah that's like their captain america right no yeah yeah yeah, was, was, yeah. yeah um it took me a while for me to like the guy and i didn't like him a lot at first for a lot for, oh, for the awesome. most of the movie yeah. now now looking back on everything I, I would uh, I would enjoy him more because of like the type of person he is and all that. I can understand him more, but it t- again, it took me a while, and I kind of saw him as like a a character that's miscast or like a character that is belonging to a different movie. I wasn't sure what to take. Also, the fact that you know between this and the Captain and uh, the Captain the the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, the show, uh, how there's suddenly more serums everywhere. I thought Captain America was the only one, and apparently no. There's like a lot more now. As soon as he dies, there was always this one, and there was always that black guy that uh, the Falcon visits in the show. And then there's the other, you know, there's like, what? what? Okay, fine, fine. You know, it seems like incredulous to me. Um, so, but yeah, the, again, cool scene though. It, the movie picks up after that, for sure. And it becomes interesting with the whole um, planning out and shit, what's going on, who's betraying who. I, I was expecting twists like that. And I, I did get enough for me to be satisfied on the on the whole spy shit. Yeah, but uh, ultimately, though, I mean, w- would you say that this is Marvel doing a Mission Impossible movie? Dude, I thought that I thought that so much. Right, right. Yes, it that's what they're doing. Like that. Now, unfortunately, Ethan Hunt, uh, the, uh, those movies are better. I'm not. Oh, gonna, well, I'm just gonna no. say that. No, that movie is fine. <laughs> those movies are better. I mean, other than Part Two. Yeah. He's better, and all of the rest of them. So, like, yeah, this movie doesn't compete, but they are doing that. It's like for sure, how, for sure. how Black Panther was doing James Bond. This one is doing uh, um, Mission MI4, Mission Impossible. Uh, the MIF, IMF? Uh, yeah, IMF. Yeah, IMF. Uh, sorry, <laughs> so many acronyms. Um, yeah, right, so I really like that. If you think of that movie, if you think of Black Widow this way, maybe the movie will be more satisfying if you haven't seen it yet and you're still listening. So, but without further ado, I think we should get into some spoilers. Mm-hmm. So let's do that right now. Okay, any time now. Please. Shut up. <laughs> okay, you got a plan, or shall I just stay dug and go? My plan was to drive us away. Well, your plan sucks. All right. So, what do you want to touch on first? Um, uh, did you have any problems with uh, third act and so on, like how it all worked out with this um, Ray Winstone's character, whatever the bad guy? 
Yeah, I don't know. Um, with the villain, huh? With the main villain, the guy or the 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 main boss, the like, main bad guy or the bot, whoever. The robot. Yeah. Oh, the ro- you mean his daughter? Yeah. 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 That was dumb because they really set up that character to be like a real badass about this. I know. This. You know who? He, <laughs> so I don't know if you thought this too. Maybe I mean we're similar because we watch a lot of things together because we're brothers. But like maybe maybe you're. I don't know if you'll follow me here on this one. Um, that character who is like a knockoff version, but not really. I guess of Black of Hawkeye and Widow combined. Yeah. Um, she reminded me <laughs> of that character. In Prince of Tennis, who can mimic all the great tennis <laughs> wow. players? That's isn't that? Come on, stretch. I thought more that of, is uh, not a stretch. Snake eyes. No, she didn't do the whole like she change over, uh-huh. right? Exaggerated anime pose, but she did like have like a hard. She did have like an arm thing that were like that. You know, the whole software thing in her POV, right? Yeah, she did have it. It yeah, was I, very. It was kind of cheesy. I don't know if. It, you know. No, it was cheesy. I just it also was kind of lazy in my opinion, but whatever. Yeah, yeah um, probably lazy too. You know? I almost felt like it would have been better if it was like a like almost a RoboCop um, instead of a you know instead yeah. of a the, the her. She whatever. looked like one of those GI GI Joe characters from the from the. Yeah, I, I don't know why. Just, just, uh, hmm. um, I said it reminded me of Snake Eyes from GI. Oh, you did say that. I'm sorry, I missed that part. That's okay. I accepted it in your brain. Um, yeah, but besides, I don't know. I just, I don't know where I can. I don't want to talk about complaints because, like, I, I, I overall like. I, I feel like the craziness of the red room, of uh, the guy who runs the red room. What's his name? Uh, Drakeoff. Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, Drakeoff. Um, my, my thing just scrolled all the way to the bottom. I was like, I can't read any of that. Um, I just feel like. Uh, all these things that he has built in, you know, to stop, to make sure that he doesn't get screwed over. Like, the motherfucker thinks a lot of things through. Um, yeah, but also, like, I like her when she's, like, in the room, in the room with him, you know, when playing the, the the word games, right? They're playing the game. And um, she's like, why even do it for complete anonymity? No one even knows who you are. Like, I don't understand. Like, no, that's, that's, point. What, that's what the perfect part was. And that's I what like it was. That, that could be spoken to any villain, really. No, it, that's exactly what it was. It, what yeah. it was uh, that's exactly what she used against him, you know? Um, mm-hmm. It was that thing, you know, like, you're so anonymous, anonymous, or whatever the fuck the word is. I feel like a uh, fucking Nemo over here. Um, <laughs> that, uh, <laughs> that no one knows. So what does it matter? So, like, it's cool that you're in charge, but, like, if no one knows, they're just gonna say it's from this person. And I mean, he's basically no just a glorified serial killer. He's just killing all these like unwanted right ways and, and even, shit. Even at one point, the serial killers want to get caught or want to get known, like kind of, you know, or something. Right, right, right. <sighs> yeah, I, it's it was hard to it was hard to buy a lot of the motivations to get there, and the whole thing being in the sky. I'm like, why? And okay. Then, and then I also felt like I also felt like the the plot in general of like finding the red room and doing that. I just felt like it was like, why did it have to come back to that? Like they couldn't make something else. It couldn't have, why did it have to be the red room again? Why did it have to, you know what I'm saying? Like little things like that, I guess I get it. And it, you know, it overall worked out. I just felt like, well, in her perspective, she had already finished it. And in everybody's perspective, that's not seen this movie. She's already, she said, already done that, you know? Right. 
Um, as far as like this whole backstory coming back for her, right, kind of thing with her family and the Red Room, I did like how they did build on the older movies to make that history better. Like the whole, like yeah. in Loki mentions in the first Avenger something about Drakov's kid. Yeah. And that was like her sin, I guess, that kind of like almost pushed her over emo- you know, yeah. emotionally wise. And I'm like, okay, fine. I mean, it's Black Widow. I don't really buy that that Bla- Black Widow back then would have really would have cared so much. But whatever she did. And, um, and, uh, and, you know, she's still alive as a robot, whatever she is. And, um, yeah, yeah. So, like, I like how the, they, they did mine the history of the movies to make, uh, this movie, I guess, more plausible. But, uh, ultimately, yeah. I mean, what do you think? Oh, oh. So, when the, when the, when the family got together, um, my favorite scene actually has nothing to do with action. It's my favorite scene is when they all are in the house. The house, yeah. That was my favorite scene in the movie. It really shows this, meta like through line of like being the OG nuclear family while not being related at all and yet it's been a long time but they're only like co-workers you know like it's like this really good back and forth and I really like how the characters speak to each other and like and I I can see that I can see Florence Pugh's character I don't remember her name in it um I can see why, you know, she was only like three or four years old in that opening. Like for her, it's a good chance that this felt more real than any other person. Like Natasha was probably old enough. I mean, she's still fucking young, but like she was probably old enough to like, you know, know that she's a Russian fucking sleeper agent. But this little girl, no way she's not going to hold any emotion over this family in Ohio. right? Right. Come on. Yeah, so, well, like she's trying the hardest, right? And she's needling the bigger sister. It's really a really good scene. I really like that scene. Um, but yeah, that was the only the only time I kind of liked the father a little bit. But he was so moronic and so in his own shit. He was so like, you know. But that scene, that the cold scene that I was that, that I was trying that that I mentioned in the opening about um, like when they make it to Cuba, and then he instantly just doesn't care about. The girls, like, instantly doesn't care. They're just agents now. Who gives a shit? They're below him, and he wants to know when he can go back to crime fighting in Russia. Yeah, yeah. Like that. That was those. That was, that was like those. Those the cold scene. Those I was talking about. Like, damn, fuck. I mean, that explains so much about his position about all this thing, and that's why he doesn't take anything seriously until he does, of course. But, um, yeah. Anyway, um, what else do you want to talk about? Some of that stuff in the scene at the end was kind of was kind of cool. I would say that some of the action stuff. I didn't yeah. really like her deception. Like part of that deception stuff with Drakeoff was cool. Like the initial concept, you know, of the her and the mother figuring it out and swapping places, that was cool. Um, don't know if I really get why she would um, not disable her ability to smell his pheromones or whatever before that. I don't know why that was just put suddenly there. It should have been mentioned before. I don't know what the hell happened there. Yeah. That seemed like it was just brought in at the end for no reason. Yeah, but otherwise, I mean, it was uh, it was so ridiculous and also like too OP on the bad guy. But um, yeah, ultimately, like I said, it was a fine movie. I wish it came out years earlier; it would have been way better. I yeah, <laughs> I I agree with you. Um, I will say also, um, fuck, uh, I like. Uh, 
I my favorite my favorite spot was right before was the prison break. Me personally, um, the it's like that whole scene leading up to where she where he's just like arm wrestling all these people. Um, oh yeah. Okay. yeah, it was like it was just it was so funny, and it was something as like he just wanted to work. It was it was really weird because he just wanted to serve. He kind of wanted glory. He wa- you know, of course he wanted. Yeah, glory. he wanted the glory of battle and shit. Yeah, very much so. Um, what did bother me though was that um, <laughs> I feel like it bothers me in every Marvel movie. Um, with the, it felt like <laughs> that ship fell down or whatever, like mm-hmm. forever. It took forever to fall down. Oh yeah, yeah, no, yeah, no. I, um, I, and we it reaches terminal velocity long before it fell. Right, and that's just like it's just sometimes like you just gotta let people die, die of regular causes. No, you don't have to have closure for everything. It is what it is. Just fucking yeah. guy died. This person did. Yeah. Like it is like fuck it. Who cares? You know. Um, other than that, though, like yeah, like I said, it's. I mean, I still had fun watching the movie. It was still good. Yeah, and I think in in, in several ways, not in every way, but in several ways, I liked it better than it's than Marvel's other female lad movie, uh, Miss Mar- uh, Captain Marvel. I think Captain Marvel had problems. Um, by being a setup, yeah, I mean, oh, the movie yeah, no, definitely has none of that. Can't which is be. weird because it it's, an or- it's an origin story, but it's a setup. So, <laughs> oh, Captain Marvel, yeah, it is. Yeah. And uh, you know, where Iron Man Two is biggest problem is a setup for the Avengers movie, but it already had its original, its uh, its origins movie before that. So, right. Um, but this movie, though, Black Widow is is weirdly not a setup at all, and it's nothing like that at all because it's not connected to anything. Well, again, which is why it's another problem, but it's a right. different problem. So yeah, right. Um, yeah, it's a it's a good. Oh, I never mentioned Rachel Weisz, the the Weiss, the the, char- the the mother character. What do you think of her? Oh yeah, so I like I, I like how like the Russians are always ahead of us in something, right? And they happen to be ahead of us in this one thing with like controlling mm-hmm. the mind or whatever, controlling like being able to turn on and off certain things in the mind, right? Yeah, uh, which is what her job was. I just also felt like um, what I felt like they they retrofitted her to be a a, a, a widow also. Like mm. you know, I felt like not that every girl didn't maybe, and obviously she's older, so she's probably like you know not used as much or at all. Um, yeah, but it just it did feel like I was like, why does everybody have to? You know what I'm saying? Like it just felt like why did everybody have to be? Why couldn't she just be a scientist? Why does she also have to be? Like, well, I think that was part of her kind of like disdain about their the whole you know Soviet whatever her boss thing about you know like him misusing his sources like that. Like yeah. she, and she looked like she just wanted to do her own thing, just like Red Justice just wanted to be Red Justice, yeah. and nobody would let them. Yeah, it just it just right. felt like forced though. It felt yeah. really, it felt weird in the movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, mean, I do. I, I overall do like the the main villain's paranoia. About like, How do you not? right? I can understand that. You know, seeing seeing Natasha run a walk. You know, being the only one that gets out, she mm-hmm. thinks she's killed everything about it. But you hide it well enough from her, and she becomes like an Avenger, and then she takes down Hydra, an organization that is really your next door neighbor. Um, that I mean, as far as where it began, and um, you know, none of that's in it, but all of it's in it still, you know, in a weird way, because she, you know, Natasha is a big reason why all this, all of the secret files from S.H.I.E.L.D. and Hydra were released. And, like, it's very interesting seeing their paranoia working, working ultimately against them, I guess, but, like, working to this nothing result of just being OP and killing lots of innocent people 
girls. <laughs> like Jesus. Overkill, man. Anyway, those are our thoughts on uh, Black Widow. So check it out. It's in theaters now, or you can rent it for $30 on Disney Plus if you wish. Um, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to review our second film of the evening, which is uh, Steven Soderbergh's latest movie, No Sudden Move. So let's uh, discuss that movie and stay with us. You said a man wants to see me. Ali Outback. Can't come in yet. What is he, white? Oh, boy. So what's the score? We're sending a man that works in an office to pick something up. You are part of a babysitting team watching his family while he does it. Good morning. Everything is normal, except... What do you want? Is that something you'd say? Normal Monday? I'm gonna shoot you right now. Can I go home now? Wait at the house after. What do you mean after? Right off of your feet. What is going on? What's going on, big guy? Yeah, what are we doing? We're following instructions. Are you helping me or are you not helping me? No, 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 no. no. Thank you. Set up, man. God called me. Offering me ten thousand dollars to turn you in, fifteen for the white guy. Think you're the only one that can make a move? I can make a move too. Have the keys. I'd like to listen to the radio. A group, a group of criminals is brought together under mysterious circumstances and have to work together to uncover what's really going on when their simple job goes completely sideways. This is No Sudden Move, currently uh, in theaters, I believe, as well as on HBO Max. Correct. The latest by Steven Soderbergh, uh, Mm -hmm. amazing director, amazing filmmaker. I saw his movies literally as I was growing up, starting with Sex, Lies, and Videotape. Uh, No, I didn't see that schizo one until much later, but either way, that's where. And then I saw Aaron Brockovich up with him and Zalimi and Out of Sight, right? He's done a lot of good movies. And uh, obviously, the Oceans movies have really made him much more of a bigger name, and a lot of people that um that aren't just filmmakers and shit or film watchers. Um. Anyway, this movie is also written by Ed Solomon. Uh, I'm trying to think. I know he's worked with him before. I just do not remember for what. I know he did that project with him with Mosaic. Um, but I forgot what the other ones were. I don't have it in front of me. Anyway, but he's worked with them before. So yeah. Um, seasoned writer, seasoned director. And this movie stars Don Cheadle, Benicio Del Toro, David Harbour, John Hamm. Um, let's see. Brendan Fraser is in this, who I haven't thought of in a long time. Amy Simitz, uh, Kieran Culkin. Uh, FYI, I really like Amy Simitz and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Good stuff. Uh, a lot of people you recognize too, a lot of character actors. So, um, yes. I went first in the last one. Also, Ray Liotta. Ray Liotta's in this. Ray Liotta is in it, yes. Yes, for like three scenes or something. Um, yeah. and, then the one. And, then there's, and there's also a cameo technically we'll talk about later um, <clears throat> alright so I went first last time so Raf why don't you regale us with your first impressions on No Sudden Move um, I, I mean I, I'm a fan of Steven Soderbergh as well um, or Soderbergh um, and uh, I, uh, I also like uh, this type of genre the mystery crime drama movie. Yeah. Um, hello. I said yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. okay. I, thought you, I thought you did it. I was like, what? Um, sorry. 
And then, uh, so this movie kind of like, you know, Oz already, like, already on, like, bonus points, you know? Um, for just mm-hmm. being the movie, for being that genre. Um, that being said, though, um, I did like the movie. I thought, um, what's it called? Uh, I thought uh, a lot of it did work out for me. This potential con or unconning slash um, trying to get to the bottom of the uh, truth and stuff like that. Um, trying to get to the bottom of, the, of the, I guess, the mystery, not really the truth. Um, just trying to get to the bottom of this, why everything is going on as it's going on. Um, I love uh, the cameo, and uh, we'll talk more about that. I love one of his lines, um, and I wish I remembered it, but I'm pretty sure um, I think you know what I'm talking about. And uh, okay. when it happens, and it's a it's a great little scene, and that that whole that whole like scene in general is it's a really cool scene. Um, and then uh, it just overall worked for me. A lot of stuff that happens. Uh, and the only thing I found weird was uh, Soderbergh's, I guess, artistic style, what he wanted to do. Kind of does a little bit of fisheye lens. Um, yeah, yeah. It's I not quite that. It's, it's something weird, though. It's a weird lens. Yeah. It is a weird lens. I, I don't know if – did he shoot this on iPhone or something? Like, No. Um, it's not high fine bird, but he always experiments, right? He's always He's always experimenting, so. right, exactly. So, like, I He's definitely I, doing I a new lens. It looks almost He's like a, a vignette. Something. Yeah, it, it does. It looks like – it's almost like a fisheye, but it's not. It's weirdly weird. It's interesting, um, to say the least. And it's uh, it kind of threw me away uh, out of it right away. But it's also he uses those angles. He uses different angles that most people for like that certain scenes we're used to seeing a certain angle. And like yeah. he and for those like you can tell he wanted to capture the whole scene or as much of the scene as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, like I guess it worked out for. I guess that's what his style was. Um, yeah. It just threw me a little bit off. Normally, I'm kind of like I expect Soderbergh to do something like that. But um, I guess I just uh, wasn't expecting because I, I don't really like that 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 lens flare or that that lens flare that lens style. Mm-hmm. Um, but only the first time, and then after that, I was just like, "Oh, okay, I, I get what you're doing." Um, so besides that, um, I don't really have any huge huge uh, issues with the movie. I thought overall it worked work, worked well. Uh, good to see Don Cheadle do something besides uh, Marvel movies. Um, right, or like even like bit parts in Marvel movies. Right, exactly. <laughs> and then uh, Benicio del Toro. Um, it's it's been a while since I heard him speak like proper English. Um, <laughs> what have you called? seen him in? Well, no, like he always has like an accent. Oh, I mean, yeah, and I in guess. this one he had like he had like no accent. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's I guess what it meant. Um, and then uh, Brendan Fraser, first time I see him in something, I think. So. Uh, yeah, first time. I mean, not the first first time. I'm sure that I saw him in some something somewhere, but like, um, he's been a long time. Sure. Early two thousands was his heyday, nineties, late nineties. Right. Um, that was that was the last decade I saw him in. Like that's like, and or, or like I remember him in Gods and Monsters. Mm-hmm. I think that's the name of it. Um, and then the Mummy, of course, Monkey Bone. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, I uh, I was worried while watching this movie. Because even though I really like the the opening and um, the whole, even the whole hostage thing was uh, interesting and sometimes you know a little intense. Like I don't know where. I, the good thing about this movie really is that I had no idea where it was going to go half of the time, most of the time. Yeah, <laughs> I had no idea. Um, but I was worried in general because I was I was worried that um, that that I wouldn't be I wouldn't have, I wouldn't like the movie. And I don't know if it was because there were some parts that I felt was dragging at the time um, in the middle 
uh, especially with with other scenes like David Harbour scenes. I found um, no, I found mostly interesting um, until like, but like his, his scenes would always run like a little longer than I thought they would. I don't know. I felt really weird to me. And this movie is kind of weird in general. It's made weird and weird. Um, and it's all hiding this huge cloud over the heads of every character that you don't know until like the third act. And um, until that happens, I, you know, I, I was worried that uh, w- like if this mystery was even worth it. So I guess my question to you, Ralph, is was the mystery worth it for that kind um, of way, like for what for, the characters uh, that, went through? So I don't know. That's an interesting. Uh, I I think the reward was worth it overall. Mm-hmm. Was the mystery itself? I felt like I I kind of got lost. I not lost. I kind of felt like I was. It, it was a little hard to keep up. Sometimes. It was. Yeah, I did. I just didn't know if we yeah. didn't care anymore. For about me, it was a little bit. I'm not going to lie. I'm not like I wasn't you know? like a mystery um, expert on it. I didn't get it right away. It took me a little while. Yeah, yeah right. That's the crazy. <laughs> so it, it took me it took me a little while to get to, but it was just like I just didn't I didn't understand as to like I felt like just they just kind of did away with it. And that's mm. a, that is a problem I have with the movie. But it is, like, just overall, I guess, how it ends up like how everything kind of like wraps up in the end. Um, it yeah. like it. I think it does work out. So I guess I, yeah. I, I, I obviously come out in the end. I do think it's worth it, uh, but yeah. I think it's worth it for us, <laughs> not for anyone else. Oh no, no, it's awful yeah. for every character. I think except for one. Yeah. Um, and it's the cameo that we'll talk about later. Right. Um, obviously, we'll be in vague. We'll t- we'll spoil it soon. Um, so okay, it was worth it for me too, Ralph. I would say. Um, but uh, the the journey there it was a little muddled. Sometimes I was confused, and not in a good way. Not in that. Oh, I can't wait to find out why this is happening. It was yeah, more I like I don't know what I'm supposed to think about this, and uh, I didn't feel very uh, whatever. But I mean, I'm sure that's all part and parcel for some for crime mysteries like this. Also, crime mysteries maybe a little rare, not a lot rare. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not it's not it's not like prisoners or other movies that do similar things worse i think but um and but you couple that with the with the weird lens that i was not a fan of as far as like things to say about the movie that i didn't enjoy is i really didn't like the feel of it i understand the intimacy the way you can do wide angles on it in such short or small quarters you know small indoor rooms um i mean look i i will always appreciate his experimenting i'd rather him try than never try again but like i, I agree it's gonna work for me um, just more not my style. Um, but Don Cheadle really kills it in this movie. I think he was a standout. Him, mm-hmm. Harbor were the standouts for me as far as the, what they were doing and what they were able to convey with those characters. <clears throat> um, definitely like David Harbor a lot. I really hate that he goes missing for our truck in the movie. And then comes back unceremoniously. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so let's talk a little bit more about this plot because it's very plot heavy and it doesn't feel plot heavy. It doesn't because a lot of scenes just like let breathe, um, you know, these criminals just walking and just sitting in a room waiting for something. But it is plot heavy, um, and and I, I, I was it's so it's uh, I kind of well we'll get to the spoilers for that. I can't mention that anyway. But um, it's plot heavy, and I guess I well, my question to you is that um, what did you think of the world building for the movie? Um, regarding this crime criminal organization, let's say, um, because I found it to be very intriguing, and I like how it was like an adult version of what 
like a mob movie might get might give us because um you know they constantly refer to characters that we either never see or we only see once right and that's like that's like the the big bosses (sighs) it's 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 kind of annoying because yeah but at the same time it's the fact that you're in the world already yeah you're in their world they wouldn't mention why they're talking right so it's very like you have to pay attention and you have to like guess and we talked about this in the the beginning. Where I like movies like that overall. I think yeah. I prefer a movie that just drops me into their world. I'm in your world. You're, you know, um, I'm the outsider, uh, right? Yeah, very much so. And they're just talking about it like I'm very much, and they all know who they are talking about. And it's kind of annoying. Um, yeah. yeah. But at the but at the same time, I I do feel like it almost felt like it was a a make believe city or town that they were in. Mm-hmm. But at the same time. It wasn't. It was just like, it was like the the B or C team of the mob. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't right. a super heavy New York, Chicago, L.A. or those outfits, type of, right? You know, those or outfits. even Kansas City. It wasn't. It was the people like the side people of those people, or whatever the case was, or their own little turf, you know. And um, so, it, like, not that there's not that there doesn't exist anywhere, everywhere else. It's just like it just felt like this is like, well, that's my. That's like my cousin's, you know, my cousin's outfit. You know, my brother has his outfit. I'm the main outfit, brother outfit, and then the cousin who's like, yeah, we let him run, you know, whatever city. We let him run Minnesota. Minnesota, right, exactly. Or something, you know, yeah. Like shit like that. Like that. Yeah, that makes us like... Yeah, Fargo had a very interesting plot, side plot thing in one of their seasons about that with... Because uh, they're in the Midwest in Fargo, right? So like... Yeah, they are, yeah. They talk about how New York thinks they're so high and mighty compared to them. Shit, it's really funny. Right, um, and it's true. But, I mean, that's <laughs> what it is. It's a... Uh, <laughs> And that's basically what it, what uh what this well this one f- it felt like that. But it also I also couldn't like I couldn't peg the year really well. I thought I was in the fifties, but then it was like I think we're further in the sixties. Oh, uh, I I'm sorry, I do not remember, and I'm not going to guess because I'm sure I'm wrong. <laughs> I don't remember either, and I'm, I'm sure I'm wrong also. But that's what just like also I just couldn't peg the times with the vehicles and everything yeah it looked more 40s sometimes it did it was really weird it was it was like it was just the fact that it was like where it was set also because it's a smaller city or it's not as big of a city yeah i I felt like they're still far behind to compare to a metropolitan city Hmm. you know what i'm saying so like i just like it just felt weird um so yeah i don't know Um, so uh this is like one of those like kind of like a, a rumor-based kind of crime where, like, someone hears something and that someone happens to be the boss of the boss of these guys that go in there. They get hired and um, to, like... It's, like, a, a weird thing where, like, it's, like, it's both cat and mouse and, like, um, what do you call it? Like, cheating. Not cheating. That's not the right word. Um, like, manipulative, whatever. It's, like, in the shadows kind of behavior where uh, Don Cheadle's character and Benicio del Toro, they get and the uh, and the uh, Kieran Culkin too, I should say, but he he dies pretty soon. Um, they get hired uh, by their boss to or whatever from their boss to um, go to his family and get the, and kidnap them and or like keep them hostage. And while one of them takes the husband David Harbour's character to his office or whatever to retrieve something valuable, the thing right. that they know that they want to get their hands right. on, and. You know, you figure out through the interactions because the you know because the wife and family are there. They have to kind of speak around it with him a little bit, and you have to kind of like parse this out. Is that what he he knows what they're referring to, and he's also like kind of complicit, even though. And you're never sure, like you're not sure in the beginning, like did he hire these guys to fake kidnap him? 
mm-hmm. or like or what's going on. Um, and that stuff was interesting and, and fun, fun to try to figure out. And what it really is is what makes this movie, I think, really almost, I think, great even, um, is that um, this is like a training exercise. This is like a training exercise mystery for what the real mystery is. And it's kind of like setting you up to have yourself in this mindset to find the manipulation, find the, I don't want to say gaslighting, but it's not the right term, but like find the the powers that be that's behind the powers that be kind of thing on, and it's in these scenes for what's mm-hmm. going to come later. Because uh, a lot of the middle is very, it's, it's actually kind of not very confusing, but it's a little confusing in the sense that uh, it jumps around and... Um, one jumps around from these scenes and different people and like the, the thing escalating, right? It's like, I'm like, I really like Don Cheadle's and Vinicius Toro's like, like, what do you call it? Like, they're both very smart and too clever for their own good and they're kind of like watching each other at the same time to see who's going to betray who. Yeah. And, and there's a few you attempts. You can tell they, they've caught themselves. Yeah. They've, they've been caught <clears throat> being too smart. And being too smart has put them in the situation that they're in, basically. Yeah, they're kind of um, in shitty situations, right? They're they're, like they the are in shitty situations because they're too smart. Like instead of just like letting some shit go or letting whatever, they've always have to feel just like, like they, they want to be. just be a faithful grunt, and they don't want to do that. They don't want no, no, no. They want some. They want something else. They're, you know, it's almost like uh, they they're 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 in that middle 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 management position that they, yeah. they think they deserve. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good idea. <laughs> yeah, and. Uh, and with you know these other scenes with the you know Ray Liotta's character and a little uh, Harbor and the other guy, um, like you just like it just makes it so more more confusing. But it's really setting you up. So again, wow, it's like the journey's tough to go through. It uh, it really depends on your view on the ending, which a lot of movies are like that. But this one is more so. It's like mechanically made to be understood retroactively, like the ending and the third act in general. It's all meant to make justify the rest of the movie see if it's worth it i think it's i think it does that i don't know how on purpose it is but it feel it definitely does that with me and i would say that it does make it worth it even though the journey was kind of a little, little difficult to get through and confusing mm-hmm. um but yeah man the, good acting i really like i mean like i said don Chi was my favorite probably performance that was- um but david harbour man he is such a he is a perfect like corporate version of middleman oh my god like he fit he fit it so good. Actually, yeah. I didn't recognize him for a little bit. How clean shaven he was and everything, yeah. And how like uh, spick and span he looked. Because right. I don't think I've ever seen him in a role where he's so clean. <laughs> At least not in a while. Yeah, he's and usually kind of rugged. Yeah, he's like he reminds me of a Coen Brothers movie. He's uh, Coen Brothers. Oh my character. god, yeah, that's actually a good. There's a very Coen Brothers character feel to him. Where like this guy who's sick of being in the office tries like one heist, kind of like William H Macy in Fargo, or uh-huh. you know, pick, take your pick. There's a lot of the informant. I think there's one and sure, sure. Uh, burn after reading, and like they want something uh, uh, that's different or more or successful. What their lives have brought, uh, and they're like, and they're like, they're cheating. They like they cheat on someone. They cheat on their wife, for example, or they they try to do corporate espionage, or whatever. And this is David Harbour character, and no sudden move is very similar to that type of person. And he's like in the middle of it. This is after he's already done it and he's doing it. And he's like caught, obviously he's way above what he can do and he's caught on awares and it's him trying to figure it out. And there's this excellent scene, top one of my top favorite scenes in the movie, top three for sure is uh, when he, he has, he's forced to go to his boss and retrieve this document. That's oh, what they're yes. all there for. 
I'm sorry, sir. I'm sorry, I sir. I love a job. I'm going to punch you now. You're yeah. about to get punched. And then punches. It's just such a great right. It is. A, I, agree. I agree. I did not expect that kind of comedy in the movie. I no, liked, I didn't I either. It. I was like, that's funny. And he does it so well, so earnestly. Like, um, he looks so desperate. He looks so like he's over his head. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's great. Um, and his cheating uh, wife or and his uh, mistress, sorry, all that stuff kind of happens is interesting. Now, when he gets away from the movie for a while before he comes back later in the third act, I found that like a little jarring because like I'm like, where was he? But um, you know, that's fine. I forgive the movie. There's a lot of plot to handle. So, um, yeah, we liked him a lot. Anything you want to say before spoilers? No, I think we got to get into spoilers. Yes, because I have a lot to talk about this shit. Mm-hmm. Me too. All right. So, spoilers for No Sudden Move starting right now. Right, yeah. Ah! I'm going to shoot you right now. Organized crime like the mob. Well, I guess that's a $64,000 question. Knock you off of your feet. It's been a long day. I'm put this over you so I can relax. Thank you. You having a good time? I don't think that's the end of that. You chicken out. Oh. The problem is you're not smart enough to know how not smart you are, which makes you unpredictable, which makes you untrustworthy. Why are you doing this, man? Because I'm going to get what's mine. I'm sorry. I'm going to punch you now, sir. I'm punching you. This is going to be a punch. Boom, boom, boom. All right, so what do you want to tackle first? Uh, that's a good question. Do you want to do the... Do, I don't know. What do you, so do Matt Damon. Matt, yeah, I figured as much. Matt, Matt Damon. Damon is a great man. What a great little pull from him, and uh, Matt Damon plays a great role of um, of his. Uh, oh my god! What what what? I just had it in my head. Um, where he plays uh, what's it called? Where he has to talk himself up and as like ah, Jesus, he plays a great role regardless. Um, he does a great job with his role, and he's figuring it out as. The movie is telling us. You think so? Um, uh, yeah, he's telling the telling the the movie's telling us what's happening. In case if you didn't know yeah. what happened, because we already should have known if you kept up with the movie at that point. Yes, um, yes. And then he's figuring it all out, and we're kind of being like, yes, 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 yes. Oh, okay, you got there. Okay. Um, he's got this great line where he tells them where he's like, um, oh, what does he say? He goes. You've wandered off, like you wandered. Like you're, you, you, you got, you got such a, you, you got to, uh, you wandered off, like where, where their, their position is. He's mm-hmm. like, and he's like, you should just enjoy it, enjoy where you are. The fact that you managed to pull, pull one over on us, you know. He's mm-hmm. like, but don't worry, we win anyway. And he tells him like, we win all the time. Yeah, and I'm like, it's such a dick, like bad, the most backhanded compliment ever, um, giving to this guy while he's losing salt. money. Yeah. God, of course, yeah. Um, um, yeah. Okay. Uh, I, 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 well, I both really liked that scene and hated it. 
and here's here's why I feel like uh, the movie um, it's a it's a monologue it's a villain monologue um, and it's uh, it comes seemingly out of the blue now it's a big setup though the movie really uh, really makes you uh, feel that scene when they get to that room and everything the whole thing with the hotel and like watch out for the goons and like it's all a big thing like you know it's a big a big deal and um, and when Matt Damon starts going on it I'm like it was very entertaining and then also very frustrating because I was like, feel I felt like the movie was over explaining itself, um, way more. And that's not because I got everything. I didn't. I mean, I didn't understand everything, but I understood definitely the major parts. I understood about the document. I understood about the stifling of this industry uh, in order to squeeze more money out of the consumers instead of like you know watching out for their safety with this muffler system and the cars that were in the whatever being sold back then. And like, it's all like, it's like our gas problem. It's like our technology problems, how things get stifled in order to, again, squeeze more. It's happening in real life all the time in many different examples. Um, Many different examples. Also with, also not just money, but concerning with race sometimes and stifling people of, you know, minorities and stuff. All that happens all the time. This is one of those examples. And I figured it out. Obviously everyone did before this. And he over explains all that. He over explains that he's almost like thematically like in a meta way talking about the movie itself. Yeah. Um, and that's, that that part I, I, I like that. I would say overall it's with him figuring out like how much these these little cockroaches know about his operations mm-hmm. um, and the truth of everything. It's like, you know what he is? He's like the, the man behind the curtain in Wizard of Oz. Like he's like he's oh, like yeah. so surprised that there are people that notice the curtain and they're behind the curtain. I'm like, huh, how did you get here? What makes you tick? He's just so interesting, interested in figuring out like how these exceptional two people, criminals kind of got there um, and stuff. And like I said, uh, that stuff was entertaining, but again, he over explains himself. So it's like a very weird scene for me. It's like 10 minutes long and it's like, it's really there. And, um, so yeah, I'm, I'm mixed on it, but like his his uh, his entry definitely impacted the movie a lot. Uh, it kind of felt like um, is it William Hurt? I think William Hurt at the end of History of Violence. Do you remember that movie? Yes. In History of Violence, like he's like the character behind all the other characters that was driving the main character, and you never see him until the very end. And mm-hmm. um, but he's like only in one scene technically, or. I think two scenes and um, at the end and like, but his impact is so big that he makes it feel like it's, he's been part of the movie the whole time. This yeah. is almost, this is kind of like that, you know? Yeah, I can see that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but I think that w- what is the main thing you got out of all this, all this speech you find, all this stuff about the car industry, the stifling thing I mentioned, the money thing. What did you, what, what was the one thing that kind of stood out to you the most, if anything? Um, I, I mean, I don't know. It just felt so American to me. The mm, fact that mm-hmm. they would use the mob or something. Like, somebody would use someone, you know, like intermediaries, everything, so it doesn't trace back to them, you know, mm-hmm. uh, to get away with doing something. Because in the end, it's all about making money. And how much is it going to cost? Is it cheaper for you to steal something, to do something, to do whatever they needed to do, which is what, what the case was, right? And just pay somebody X amount of money or do it the legal way and the right way and lose out on more money. You're still doing it both ways in the end, right? Because that's what mm-hmm. they were working on is to fix this issue, right? Yeah. Um, it's just which way was better or cheaper. And that sounds so American to me. How do I do this for cheaper? How do I get this done 
you know, if it means, even if it's convoluted as it was, of getting all these people to do all these things, um, it wasn't in the in the in a sense it was a simple task, right? Um, but there was a lot of like, you know, like that, they didn't care as long as their their hands were free of it, you know. No, yeah, they accidentally stumbled into something much bigger. Yeah, one hundred percent, like I mean, a lot bigger. I mean, um, a, a simple if it was just like I don't know, thirty k that they were after, not a document. I mean, long done this whole thing, long right. done, <laughs> and much simpler to get away with. Right. But uh, yeah, there were the the powers that be were literally had their eyes on it, and yeah. um, so the main thing I got from it is that um, is that we were, and this is part of what I mentioned earlier about uh, in the spoiler free area where I was talking about the the previous earlier mystery setting you up for this bigger one, mm-hmm. um, is that you know the problem it, it, you thought it was about crime and about low low lives and um mobsters and career thieves and career criminals and career killers Mm -hmm. it's not they are nothing compared to the destructive powers of matt damon's character yeah no that's honestly true and his people it is it is very much so it's the one percent who run everything and the fact that these people who have a slice of the city that they're in where they run it theoretically the underground right the 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 underside of it um, even they don't have nearly as much power. No, they're nothing. They're, they're, they're small. They're small. They're, they're they're so insignificant. Yeah, that they don't care, right? And they're just let to be run amok because they can't do any harm. This they is the can't. closest they could do, right? And they, and and the they didn't that, get away with it, right? And they did and they didn't get away with it. And right. that's the crazy part because you know how are they going to get away with it? You kidding me? Did you really think someone like this guy doesn't have something ready? Um, because even. The person also, I think the movie does this twice because, I mean, thinking about it, does it to David Harbour's character and it does it to John Hamm's character where all of a sudden you don't see John Hamm anymore. Yeah. Until you do. Yes. And then once you do it, you're like, oh. Okay. It's, and it was all perfectly set up. Very chess move like. Very much. Hey, everyone's playing checkers while you're playing chess. Yeah, definitely. And I mm-hmm. still don't know how to play chess very well. Neither do I. And they mm-hmm. don't. And, they, and they're pros. <laughs> So mm-hmm. you're you're literally yeah, they, getting they're, they're bred into it. It's not even a, no it's not yeah, competition. No way. No, it's not a competition. No zero competition. But you could yeah. tell he was so salty about it too. Oh, he was. Well, he was he very was salty, so even though he got salty. everything back. It's like you but know, it's the fact that they got there. It's it, the fact know, that they got to. It, yeah. He even said it. The first line he says, he goes, "I got called away for to do." Yeah, something. he's like so the like, fact I, that I'm here. It's already here, like he's, he's so like, bitter. Yeah, he's so bitter. Like, what a fuckhead. He's like, like oh I don't even God. know what really bothers him. My wife knows that, whatever bullshit he says. Yeah. And I'm like, what the hell? Like, I was like, you're obviously someone very important. And then they, he, he starts talking about who he is, and you're like, oh, shit. Like, it went all the way up here? That's that's crazy. <laughs> and you're like, I did not expect that. Um, yeah. But at yeah. the same time, you kind of should have, because that's something that big, you know? Like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, no, it's uh, it's 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 uh, kind of a mind fuck a little. I mean, all this is well known, and this is like, ter- and this movie comes out in an age where like a lot of people are becoming more and more aware of that. Mm-hmm. As we see examples after examples, I mean, we saw that with the, with like even the even a smaller scale like uh, the school system thing with that Hugh Jackman movie. You know, you see a lot of this stuff. You are going seeing on. a lot of it. Yeah, a lot of and, it. I um, think it's just in, in different it's forms. That time, time that it's like. Time, time enough has passed where all of this is like free information. Yeah, but also like it still it still, still doesn't mean that we're gonna do anything to change it. it still doesn't mean not. that we're gonna win. No, but it, but it 
if so if, if anything it just makes it everything more depressing in life but um no, but still it's better to know it than not know it and um i agree i, I always say that anyway uh anyway but this movie is kind of like that and uh and i it's kind of a, a, a stealthy like cautionary tale movie it's also a stealthy political movie it's also stealth like i didn't like watching this the first half of the movie you don't know you don't, know you don't any expect, of any, you don't of expect any of it no right. no 100 it kind of reminded me of High Flying Bird. You remember that movie? Yeah. Uh, yeah, we reviewed it, I think, right? Yep, mm-hmm. um, how it was stealthily about, like, the whole, you know, the black man brought down. And, like, it was, like, all this stuff at the end, the way it ended with referencing that book. Um, if I remember correctly, it's, I only saw it the, one time. But uh, referencing the book about, like, the the money that the white are taking from the the black athletes and shit like it's not about that exactly but it's like that and like and it didn't come out of nowhere but it was stealthily put in there as a, like a as a as a I don't know as a hammer uh, no of course it, it became a it, it was about the topic overall was about one thing but then no one knew that in reality it's like right. no bro this is what it's really about like and this and yeah and this whole thing with Matt Damon is an extra longer version of that is like mm-hmm. it's why I think Steven Soderbergh wanted to make this movie in the beginning is because I you know I've been noticing that lately too of his last let's say last 10 movies or so mm-hmm. like he wants to I mean he can have fun like Logan Lucky but like he ultimately likes meaningful stuff in his movies. He wants people to really think about something, yeah, um, or find meaning. And he doesn't just do genre exercises. Like he experiments in three different forms. Like how can I experiment with the crime genre? How can I experiment with lenses? And how can I make my movies meaningful all at the same time? You know, and two out of three in this case because I didn't like the lens um, is a good good fit for me. Yeah. Um, but man, the way the so who. I mean, so obviously Don Cheeto makes it out on top. You know why? Because he doesn't, he, he hasn't, he's not as greedy. He he's pretended greedy to be as, as greedy. As been, he's not, he is, yeah. yeah he's he's not not that was the real gameplay. That was the real manipulation. He pretended to be greedy in front of mm-hmm. Benicio del Toro by asking for more money and stuff. But he was just setting up his way out with only mm-hmm. five grand. That was cool. Like he wanted to just make amends um, and get out of town. Like he initially said, I think to his sister, was that? Or his ex-wife? I don't know who that was earlier with the suitcase. But yeah, with the code book and stuff. I want to say it was ex-girlfriend or wife. I think they I think they do kind of mention it, but I don't remember. Um, I, I don't remember. And if they did, I that, I was I was actually kind of lost at that point. Hmm. At that part. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that was just after the whole home invasion thing. Correct. Um, yeah. And I, th- I really thought that Benicio Toro was going to win at some point or, like, get more out of it. And I'm like, nope, no, his ending is more final. Um, like, damn. Like, I wonder how much of that was kind of planned. But my favorite, I mean, this might be my favorite scene or second favorite, whatever. Uh, right a- right after the the David Harbour, I'm going to punch in the facer uh, mm-hmm. scene, is when, um, is John Hamm and Matt Damon. You know what I'm talking about? So, yeah. Uh, John Hamm gets the money back. It's like this whole convoluted way. It's like, the, Matt Damon so I don't want to say so bitter, but he wants his money back, even though he could. It doesn't matter. You wait. He said it didn't matter. He's, yeah, he doesn't. It doesn't matter. It really doesn't. But he wants it back. He wants. It's a matter of principle. Yeah, principle. Sure, he just doesn't want them to win. Whatever reason you make up, he wants it back. And John Hamm gets it for him, and he doesn't need to worry about like the way he is so. Uh, let's say. I mean, assholery is not a word, but um, the way he smugly just knows that this fucking cop is not going to fucking steal one single dollar from it. He doesn't need to count it. And 
in a weird way, it's like that scene is like uh, that scene is like I don't know. I I can't. I'm trying to think of a good example. I can't think of a good analogy. But like, there's a moment in it where John Hamm's character, if it feels like, is waiting to get a reward, but oh ultimately understands that he will. Doesn't matter if he gets one or not. That, is that as long as he does a good job and he's reliable to be used again. Yeah. And then Matt Damon, I, I, instead of giving him the money he doesn't need at all, or giving him a portion, he gives him a bottle of booze. They're worth eighty dollars. Yeah, and it's just it is it that is uh, the most fuck you gift I can think of in that yeah. moment. And I don't know how he, pull, but it was a very good scene in the sense that it was very depressing. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I, I really like that scene. It was very subtle. Well, not very, maybe not subtle. Um, but it was a very, very interesting scene to chew on because I was like, man, the the power this guy wields and doesn't give a shit about about anyone beneath the station is uh, fab- flabbergasting. Like, he's just so... He knows that John Hamm is completely trained. Like, his class is, like, perfectly trained to um, follow him, not steal from him, not fuck with him. And anything at all, he could have stolen the money. He, I mean, John Hamm could have, and no, didn't have to. Didn't he knew he? It was a good lackey. It was just like a weird scene, yep. um, but I really liked that scene. It was fun. Um, so, um, yeah. Anyway, um, but Don Cheeto's ending was kind of cool. I like how you meet all these uh, uh, badass uh, Dons and shit. And uh, again, they don't mean anything by the time you meet them. Like their power is nothing compared to Matt Damon's. Um, yeah. No, there really isn't. That's so freaky, man. Yeah. But still, though, I mean, it's still surprising how, like, also how sensitive it all can be. And it's all started with one middle management guy wanting to um, get more, right? I mean, because of a mistress, of all things, obviously, to get out and get more money or get something out of life that's away from what he's allowed to get, right? David Harper's character. And um, it starts starts with him. And then from there, the manipulation starts. The gaming starts uh, hiring these criminals to get it from him before he can get it from them back. You know, like it starts and it it all convolutes to this one point where Matt Damon has to be called in and like, and be bitter about it. It's all about one phone call. Yeah, it is. It's like both, it sucks and uh, what the fuck. Um, Yeah, I really like the movie. Like I said, it all makes up. It's all about. It's all in the ending. It is. Like, it really is. Yeah, yeah it's all in the ending. Nothing, nothing makes sense without it. So yeah, yeah, I really liked it. Uh, it was a fun movie. Um, uh, I mean, uh, yeah, Steven Soderbergh. I mean, I, 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 he should definitely not stop making movies. I would say that. I know he quits many times because Hollywood sucks, and I get it. And he's obviously movies like this kind of show him, kind of show him how much he doesn't like the system and a lot of things probably. But like. Yeah. I still hope he does it. So, I mean, all these actors are still willing to work with him, obviously. Obviously. To... I mean, he does a big cast. Yeah, big cast. I mean, he's single-handedly brought Brendan Fraser back in the limelight. He's been he's been tweeted about so much. Like, oh my God, where has he been? And all this. He really has. <clears throat> yeah. Anything else on this movie? Uh, no, I can't think of anything else, to be honest with you. Yeah, I'm sure I'll think of something else, and I'll just forget now. Um, so that's it for No Sudden Move. Uh, we're going to take another break, and when we come back, we'll review a movie from the early 2000s, I believe. Mm-hmm. It's called um, I Saw the Devil. 2010. Mm-hmm. 2010, oh, okay, early 2010s. Um, anyway, I Saw the Devil from South Korea. Check it out and stay with us. Look, you 
만나보네. 대한민국 경찰이 이렇게 빨리 찾아? 기가 막히는 거 봐요. 니들이 아직 내 신상 파악이 안된 모양인데. 하긴 뭐. 우리나라 경찰이 다 그렇지 뭐. 그건 그렇고. 조이민식 Who is probably the biggest actor out of the bunch? Jo Gu Kwan, Ho Jing Chun. And I'll stop there and I apologize. Um, this movie is directed by Kim Ji Woon, a pretty famous uh, filmmaker, writer, screenwriter. He did, uh, I mean, I've seen, I want to say at least a few of his movies. I've seen the, the Good, Bad, and the Weird. A Tale of Two Sisters is probably his breakthrough movie. Uh, which is on Shudder, by the way, if you're interested. It's a really good movie. A Bittersweet Life, I have seen also. And then he's obviously done others that I have not seen or heard of. He did a segment in Three Extremes, which is a, like an experimental kind of horror movie shorts thing. Um, he also did a, his, his one and only, I think, American movie. It's uh, The Last Stand with Arnold. Arnold. Yeah. Um, that wasn't very good. I remember thinking in the movie theater it wasn't that good. Um And this uh, obviously is written by him as well as Park Hoon Jung, Jung, or uh-huh. Hoon Jung Park, maybe. I don't know how you say the last name first, first, last, I don't know. Anyway, sorry. All right. Anyway, as the movie starts with people, um, this is definitely a horror. You know, it's also classified yes. as action, crime, you know, drama type things because as, um, this movie is it's very meaty. It also stands at two hours, two and a half hours long. So, interesting. All right. So, this is part of my marathon. This is the last entry in my marathon of toxic, toxic themes, toxic, you know, um, areas of the human psyche, let's say. Good movie to finish it off. Right. So, this one is Toxic Vengeance. Uh, yeah. Revenge. You ain't lying. Fuck yeah. You. <laughs> Revenge up the ass, the toxicity up the ass. Right, right. Yeah. Like, that I mean, need for revenge. If the, if the one sentence intro didn't tell you that? Yeah, the one, I mean, the very, very eloquent little short synopsis of the movie. Yeah. I uh, like how it says captures and releases. Like, that's good. That's exactly what um, That's exactly what happens. Yeah. Um, so, obviously, and, 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 you know, speaking about vengeance, you know, the other ones in my, in my list... I would yeah. say the first one and this one are the most popular. So the first one was toxic relationships. Obviously, there's so many, especially these days. This last decade or two has been, there's been a plethora of fucking toxic relationships. Like the self-awareness of the relationships between man and woman 
or man and man and woman and woman um has been uh much more put on screen these days uh so yeah perfect and i would say the a really a really big one probably even bigger than that one is the revenge subgenre um there's so many examples there are so many there are big extravagant hollywood ones like kill bill right there yes. are very low rent kind of like in your face very nearly like almost like a horror uh fantasy revenge movies like miss 45 or i don't know Maybe uh, coffee to some extent. Not really, I guess. That was more different. But yeah, anyway, there's so many examples, so many different types, action, horror, so many. There's some, there are some out there that are just like, like a drama, still a revenge movie, even though if it doesn't show like all this action. Um, but think of, uh, think of the, the, this is a feeling that everyone goes, everyone goes through that even if you don't think about it, like the, the idea, like when you're driving down the road and someone cuts you off, you want to kind of cut them off. That's revenge. Like, that's wanting to take revenge for something, for something happened to you. Even, uh, and sometimes it's not even to, to the person that directly is responsible in other, other situations. And people just still, like, lash out against the system, maybe, against the person, against a group of people. So many ways to look at it. Um, anyway, so I picked this one because it is my, it is my, well, not my favorite one, but in, in terms of revenge stories, it's my favorite story about revenge because, um, the, the way it works and the way the movie shows it and uh, I really like everything in the movie the set design the action the choreography the make it sound like there's a martial arts there is no martial arts I mean there, I guess technically there is but um, there isn't like that it's just like it's just really well production like really well uh, made horror movie scenes um, yeah so I just really like this movie I've always liked it since I first saw it and um, yeah so I saw The Devil it's uh Let's start with, uh, I guess start with me on this one, even though I have been starting. Um, yeah. I, my favorite thing about this movie is uh, is the revenge aspect where, like, it starts off like a regular movie, meaning does, that, yeah. like a regular, you know, whatever, like horror movie, a girl stranded from, I don't know, what is it? Her I, I, I would almost see it, it starts off like as a crime crime horror movie. Crime horror, right? Like, you think it might be about a police procedural, like who did it? Can yeah, you find them? Just, it like, becomes an investigation, right. and you know right away who the killer is. So I'm like, okay, it's showing his perspective, and they go they go back to him a little bit here and there, obviously. Mm-hmm. So like, okay, so we're gonna show both the cops' perspective and the serial killer's perspective. You've seen this a thousand times, um, and it starts like that, and then you know the boyfriend gets wind of this, and you find out that he is a it, the, the the synopsis says secret agent. He's just like. That's not a secret agent. He's like, uh, what do you call it? Um, secret Service. Right? He works for the Secret Service. Yes. It's like that, but for Korea. So, like, he, he's clearly, like, a big-time guard or whatever, and he's obviously well-trained and all this. And he gets wind of this. And that, that was his fiance that this fucking guy murdered. And uh, they find her head at some point in the river and body parts sprayed all over. It's fucked up. It's all emotional. It, her dad was uh, is a chief of police of that area or something, and like like big deal also. So like, it's almost like this movie setting up all this great force against this one serial killer. Little do you know that <laughs> not really like that. And right. um, this guy takes it upon himself to exact revenge on this guy. And while you think the rest of the movie is going to be all this finding him and then getting his revenge, the movie finds him within thirty minutes. And um, out of a two hours and a half movie. <laughs> right. So like he finds him really fast. Like he is good. He finds him. He knows that the most likely is he finds the perfect evidence. He finds the engagement ring. 
He knows for sure, for a fact that this guy did it. You know for a fact because you saw him kill him, kill her. Um, and then the movie takes a weird turn where like his version of revenge isn't to kill him or even to torture him to the point of killing him. It's to torture him by, by releasing him into the wild. It's kind of like the idea of like fishing, you know, and you, you lure a fish in and it's caught, you know, the hook is caught in its mouth, it's suffering, you pull it out. Instead of like putting him in the bucket, you let him go again, only to put the hook back in, waiting for him to once again make the same mistake of um, reeling in on the hook and the bait. Um, it's like that. It's a very strange way to like personify your revenge. Dude, you know? I mean... <laughs> That's exactly what he does, though. Yeah, he he does it because it's like he knows that he knows that this guy gets off on it, and he needs to do this kind of killing or whatever he needs to do. And it's just the fact that he goes and he captures him before he can do it is so great. It's like no, it's like the biggest cock tease ever. You know, it's like yeah, it is very it, blue balls. Yeah, and, he, and it feels like he comes out of nowhere because he really does. Um, like he literally comes out and says, "Oh, okay, you're doing your shit. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna stop you." And it's like, yeah. it's like what a fucking asshole. And, he, and but at the same time, like he's doing good. Like you know, and it's just like he's torturing him. It's so good, man. I love it. I yeah. Love it. So I mean, this movie is also like the whole time. There's like so many gray areas. Like oh mm-mm. no, because so okay. Uh, I love I love this. This is a great concept for a horror movie or a wrench movie or whatever. It's also a great concept for serial killer movie. By the way, there are way more serial killers in Korea clearly because every other person that you meet is a serial killer in this yeah, fucking movie. It's really really cool. It almost feels like a John Wick era, like the world, like you know that world makes you think that everyone's more of a criminal than they actually are. This one's like just darker than that. Everyone's a serial killer. He gets into a taxi. Serial killers. <laughs> He goes to a friend's house, serial killer. Um, a lot of victims in this movie. Um, so this movie delivers on a lot of things, and the horror and everything, and the concept is wonderfully well played out, 100%. And just like a, a lot of, um, you know, this is the age, uh, this is the era, the 10-year era where, like, South Korea was known for their revenge movies. They were the kings of that. I mean, obviously, everyone's favorite, also from South Korea, is Old Boy, which is... yes. Like everyone's favorite and most fucked up uh, revenge story, which has and, uh, the guy, in it, right? which has uh, Ch- um, uh, Min Sik, yeah, Choi Min Sik uh, as the as the protagonist. I mean, arguably he's a protagonist here too. I mean, he shares the screen equally to the se- secret agent. Uh, I would say equal equal parts, um, but he's very yeah, he's different than that one, but he's still crazy. And oh boy, he's definitely crazy, just a different kind of crazy. Um, yeah, that's his favorite. And obviously, there's others like The Chaser and so many different movies. Um, and so South Korea was like known for this shit. Um, and they did really well. And this one is a great example of one. And uh, one thing I'll say about it <clears throat> is that do you think... Well, how am I put this? Let me see. Um, do you think that... Uh, do you... Does the movie do a good job of like making like making you understand the way what he does the secret agent guy do you like do you do you side with him do you have empathy for him um throughout the whole movie or no, throughout I, only parts of it or ever at all it's it's weird you like at first i want to say 
yes, because he just had this. Well, yeah, because you're getting it's like it's almost like the perfect revenge. Yeah. It's al- almost like the perfect, and you're like unreal. Like it's, what too, a, clever. What it's a, too clever by half. What though. a genius! You know you are. You're like what a genius. What a what what a fucking perfect setup, right? Yeah, and then it's just like. And then after a while, it's not that I'm not siding with him. It's just that like, it's like after a while, you got to put somebody out of their misery, you know, or let the get capture the get something. Something has to happen, and I think he just lets it go happen too long. And that's, I mean, obviously that's, that's exactly what happens. But I don't ever think I lose lose uh, on, lose being on his side. I'm always on his side. Um, but I'll tell you something, um, the guy. Does it really good? The other guy, uh, what's his name in the movie? Uh, uh, the, the killer. Yeah, the killer does a great job of like making you root for him <laughs> at one point. Also, like just for like the lack of not try, like not giving up, is phenomenal <laughs> on his end. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I, okay. I see. I see what you mean. So, gotta, like, yeah. I'm not. I'm not saying I'm on. I'm always on the the, the secret service. The secret service agent guy, right? Because like. He should get revenge, you know, but after a while, I felt like he probably was good enough to just take him in or just put him down, you know? Yeah. Um, but the, the other guy does a great job of just being fucking the fortitude that man, that man has is astonishing um, because, like, all the shit that he has to go endure and then just fucking the resolve he's got just yeah. to go through everything else is unreal. And it almost it doesn't make you want to root for him, but it definitely makes you want to see where it goes. <laughs> So that's the thing is that I, end, you know, uh, the first time I saw it, I was kind of on the same page as you, maybe yeah. even more so, like on this guy, even though he fucked up many times, the the, the, the agent, mm-hmm. um, I was on his side, you know, but lately, I, was, I mean, because I've seen this movie, I've shown it to many friends and stuff. I went, I, I think last Halloween part, I put it on, you know, so I clearly like this movie a lot. So, um, but over the last few times, though, um, I've changed my mind on that. I, I'm not on his side. I am not on no one's side. I'm not on the serial killer side either, obviously. And right. in the sense that they're both doing wrong no, things. No, it's like... Like, I was thinking about it like, like when do I... You know, I think of that whole, like, that Breaking Back question. When are you not on Walter White's side? When does the show do enough? When oh, does yes. it do enough bad stuff for you to be against him? And uh, for me, it was in season one. For a lot of people, it was until season five or never, even though he did so many horrible things to people. Um for sure. For me, in this case, he in, initially, I would be like, okay, he uh, for me, he wasn't on anyone. Uh, on, I wasn't on his side when um, when he killed the uh, the pharmacy guy towards the end, where he like he figures everything out. He pooped out the shed, and he's like talking to him on the mic, or he's about to poop out the shed, and he's talking to him on the mic, taunting him, like you're gonna have to be closer to me if you're gonna stop me from my crime. You know, like he's it's like a reverse cat and mouse. The movie becomes right at that point. Um, for me, that was my initial time when he, like, that was the point where, like, I am not on the agent side. Like, he fucked up too way too goddamn much. Um, because, obviously, that leads right into her, his in-laws and yeah, what happens yeah, to yeah. them and shit. Yikes. Um, honestly, I'm surprised they're still alive, honestly. But whatever. Uh, but now, I'm right at the beginning. <laughs> Right at the beginning. Right, right, right at the beginning. I can't, I cannot, I mean, I don't exactly blame him. It's like one of those things like, no, he didn't almost rape that nurse girl. No, he didn't like force her to strip down 
and nearly get, you know, I, mean, I don't know if she got violent against her. But I think she he hit her once, maybe. Um, uh-huh. No, I he didn't emotionally scar her for the rest of her life, this right. Asian guy. He didn't, but he could have stopped it. He could have yeah. never have let the situation start. Yeah, you're, and yeah, I you're don't, right. I can't forgive him for that. So off the bat, the first time he releases him, as it, it, everything is on him. No, it is, it is one hundred percent on him. But yeah. that's something that he he's willing to burden. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I guess because of that, I I, st- I I stay on his side. Is that he takes he doesn't blame anybody else but himself. You know, he's he knows that he's the one causing this, these things. You know, um, yeah, but like that's like self. That's like weird self sacrificing before you even do the crime. Just don't do the crime. He's not actually regretting it. Yeah, he's like regretting it in theory, not in practice. No, I hear you. I hear you. And it's hard for me to be on his side for those yeah. reasons. So I, it's so I, weird. I get, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. No, right. I'm not. Yeah. It's. I'm not. It's like it's not a popular opinion or anything. That. No, 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 no. It's not. <laughs> Listen, it's just the movie aspect. Like if yeah. I'm picking sides, so it is 100 percent good. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I I love cat and mouse stuff, and this is like the best one, man. It's such a good version of it. Um, cat and mouse chases. You think of uh, usually the crimes, you know, like Thelma and Louise, or not. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, maybe that's a little, uh, or like Finding Glad. Um, but uh, yeah, and <laughs> so I mean, technically, he fucked up on the first because he releases him, and this guy hitchhikes, right? And I, I he's uh, what's his name again? Fuck. Uh, Choi Min Sik, he is such a good actor. Like, he wakes up from being beaten up from almost raping this victim. You know, he thinks he's got this guy in his greenhouse. He's like, mm. "What is this guy doing here?" He's like, he is so confident that he got. Obviously, he gets surprised. This guy has fucking jujitsu on his side and shit, and mm-hmm. kicks his ass, breaks yep. a bone or two, wakes up with all this money, and he just laughs. Like his reactions, to, he's not. He like he is confused. He's like talking to himself, like, "What the fuck is wrong with this guy? He's yeah. fucking crazy." Yeah, when yeah. he himself is a crazy one, it's daring crazy, people. Right? Dude, that's so, dude. That scene is funny. It is funny to watch because it's like <laughs> you're both fucking crazy. What is you're wrong? You're both, both fucking you? crazy, right? right. Like, he's laughing. That he's laughing at the fact that he just got away with almost doing something, right? Mm-hmm. And he's guessed to have all these things or whatever, right? Yeah. Um, and then he's like, but at the same time, you're like complaining about somebody who's as bad as you are like i don't know it's like so weird it's, I don't know. it's yeah and, he, and this is so he gets released and he hitchhikes and this is like my my give or take favorite scene of the movie violence wise is like there's a symphony of blood where like he, he gets picked up by this taxi driver and he has a, a guy with him in the back and he sits in front in the passenger side and it's his like drawn out suspenseful scene where, like, in that scene, you're clearly on the bigger bad guy's side, the main character. You're on his side because he's the two unknowns. But you realize through this camera kind of going around the car that that's not their taxi because the face on the guy whose taxi is supposed to be is not their faces. And they clearly look skeevy and suspicious and suspect. And, like, you see knives coming out, and he's just, like, playing it off. He's completely chill the whole time. I don't think his blood... Love or his tension rises at all. Though for us it does, not for the, <laughs> not for Choi Min Sik, right? And then, man, and the way it all works out, like he is so, he's so, he's so driven and he's so like fucking brutal, mm-hmm. and it's such a great scene. But technically, this agent guy already fucked up on the off the bat. Like someone picked him up. If it was an innocent person, that person would have been dead. He wouldn't have been able to stop that person. No, 
No, no, no. You know, he stopped the nurse, sure, but like he is, he, like his his plan was awesome on paper, mm-hmm. not in act, not in action. That's really the main thing in his plan. Like it worked as in theory, you know. And it, he was so devoted. The fact that he was so blinded is another is another revenge trope. That's very good about what's toxic about revenge and vengeance mm-hmm. and stuff. You think yeah. of Ocean's Three, also same thing. It's like on a lighter note, you know, like revenge, revenge. Uh, uh, you know, what is it? Not conspiracy. It's not the right word. Revenge stealing, right? From Al Pacino's character in Ocean's Three. Um, the same thing. Uh, but this guy is so blinded as revenge that he, at the face of everything, all his mistakes is before. His in-laws get fucking brutally whatever. Um, yeah. he, he he gets shown all this evidence. The cops are like telling him like if, if this is on you, I swear to God, you know all this shit. And mm-hmm. he still doesn't do it. He can't do it. He's so driven. And this is um that's his true downfall is that that is yeah that's I would his agree. true downfall. I would agree. That's that, his rock that, bottom. He, he does have it out there. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, that's um, like the point of no return for him. His rock bottom is about to happen. It's, it's, a, it's that pride also. It's a big sense of pride. Oh, it's pride too. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it almost feels like, you know, give a few wrong turns in his upbringing and he could be as lethal as uh, as a serial killer as even mm-hmm. Joy Mansink is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you almost know? probably even more methodical yeah. if he really wanted to be. Yeah. Yeah. And I really like how, I really like how this, like, this is underground of, like, oh, of killers. motherfuckers, yeah. Yeah, like, they all know each other. It's, like, this weird... Oh, it's so bad, because they, they know each other. And they, like, yeah. they know each other to the point where, like, I tolerate this man living here. Like, I tolerate this person living in the same space as me or whatever because right. I know that I can use it as like a getaway could, or whatever. The case yeah, is. you could almost make you could you could you could really extrapolate your own origin story from these conversations it's he has with other crazy. other and undergrounds. It's just the fact that they're having it so nonchalant. It's like so he's eating human flesh while they're having a normal conversation. It's disgusting. It's disgusting. It I is know. Cool. And the guy can't stop eating it. And the guy's like having these anxiety crazy little moments and like everyone knows why he knows why but he's not stuck in the sack i stop eating human flesh in front right. of everyone i'm like okay and the girl's just sitting there um very very strange i'm like damn how do people get away with it obviously it's just a movie guys but still like it's very cool it's, it is like the john wick of serial killers it is it is like a whole world of this it's like really crazy um very much so i love it too i also love how everyone fears this guy like oh yeah that means like that just shows the fact of how how uh, he's how he's impaired. Right. The guy's limping in his in his house. He's he's killed. How who knows how many? Also, mm-hmm. he I feels like he could take him if he wanted. He doesn't do that. He is no. afraid of this guy. Hundred oh, percent. And 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 the main serial killer here. He knows that fear. That he, he knows what they know. You know, he totally is. He's never not confident, except for the end. Which uh, which I really love because it's just, the movie has to. It's like the movie plays this magnificent trick, magic trick, mm-hmm. and uh, makes something something you never thought could disappear disappear. But just like any magic trick, you have to bring it back. So in that sense, yes. the movie has to actually exact the revenge. The movie the movie has to because if, if it doesn't, it'll, it'll, the whole movie will feel like a letdown. It yeah, has, no, I agree. It has to the exact revenge. It has to make actually this guy feel it, the serial killer feel all those things, and it does. It does work out. I mean, this guy's ultimate plan was to 
like do this beheading thing in front of his son who he's been avoiding is clearly the one hang up in his past right oh, one thing that contraption and, and his mom Christ. yeah uh-huh. and his mom i think the mom thing was also just as big because uh, his mom clearly like knew nothing of his life he purposely like kept all that kind of stuff from her mm-hmm. and the mom always adored him and uh, you know whatever um and so go, them walking into and then knowing that it was on them opening the door that caused it is the fucked up thing the, the equivalent of um what this guy's feeling as far as his fiance and his fiance's family i mean yeah I would say it's not in reality, but you know, for the serial killer, it's a big deal. So, like, yeah, that's a great ending for him. Fucked up. He does get his just desserts, but at the mm. cost of everyone else's <laughs> shit. Like, the cost was not worth it, in my opinion. But yeah, um, I love I love the reversal though when the mouse gets like on steroids and he's like, "Dude, you fucked up. You let me go too much. Like, yeah, too much." It, it it's crazy how like not only does he learn, right? Like he learns, like almost like how he functions, right? Yeah. He um, uh, Choi Min Sik learns how the Secret Service guy. Yeah. Um, how how he how he's gonna do things, or he also knows that he's gonna get away with it. Eventually, he's gonna be like, well, not get away with it. But he's gonna live. Yeah. His ultimate plan was like, be good. yeah, get arrested and he'll be in jail. Right. His and then like that's one of his biggest downfalls, right? It's just like the fact that he knows that he's a wall. What does it matter? I can kind of do whatever. It doesn't matter. I have yeah. like a guardian angel, which he kind of does. It, yeah. It's it's a weird guardian angel of breaking the law and getting away with it. Yeah, I mean he gets get, <sighs> he keeps getting like medically helped and stuff in between all these uh, uh-huh. f- scenes and shit. Like, yeah. well, he he knows that you know because usually uh, 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 criminals like they wouldn't go to the hospital because they have to report that stuff. Right, like, they usually get sent to jail after. So that's why a lot of injuries get mistreated or not treated at all. For example, right. uh, in his case, he. He has like a better version of that. He just sees the the upside in every situation. No, he does. He's a strangely mo- positive, motivated guy. It's just that he's using it for the wrong thing. For the so completely wrong thing. <laughs> right. But I mean, I don't know. I'm telling you that that guy's will, man, and like it's crazy. No, yeah, his willpower is way bigger than the agents. Way bigger. Like the he, agent thinks that he, he completely has the, mis- uh, underestimated yeah. this guy. He, Under, he, yeah. He underestimated him in the sense, like, he thinks he has the skill and the class, probably. I'm not saying it's a class. I think he does have the skill, but I don't think he has the the same determination as the guy does. Well, the thing is that determination outweighs those things. Like, he, he could leave this guy with nothing in the middle of a road, and he could still do a lot of damage. Mm-hmm. He does. That's exactly what he does. The movie yeah. literally shows that. <laughs> um, even weird. if he didn't give him that money, he would get around however he wants. Oh, yeah. I had 100% The way no he doubt. strolls into anything and just does it, like... He, you know, um, it, it, yeah, it is very risky, obviously, if you, but this guy doesn't care. And the way he gets away with everything is just it's through sheer determination and brutality. He just gets away with it. Um, it's very, very, like, frightening when you think of it. I, you, you hope you don't mean to come across that kind of person um, because of what they can do. You know, like, you don't, what do you have? You don't have police, you know, right. or, or whatever you need. Um, yeah, so, yeah. It's really, it's almost like um, the whole Joker Batman dynamic, right? The unstoppable force, the movable object kind of feel has feels uh, like that too. But yeah, it always gets me though those scenes where um, after he shits right right before he shits out the the what oh. the transponder, whatever you call it, which yes. he actually goes through his own. Sh- oh, like, this movie's fucking gross sometimes. Um, sometimes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well. I mean, the violence in it, I don't know, that doesn't gross me out. Sure, I'm, sure, sure. But no, the viol- yeah, if you've seen it, if, yeah. 
if you're a fan, if you're already a horror guy, watching yeah. the violence in this movie isn't isn't it's, it's just cool. I, I mean, for me, it's just cool. And yeah, no, no, yeah. it is. It is. I think the first time I saw this movie, I was like, "What am I watching? <laughs> what is going on?" It was crazy. I remember the because I've seen this movie like four times now. Oh, really? And nice. Yeah, I've seen this one of the one of the rare horror movies besides like Nightmare on Elm Street and shit like that yeah. that I've seen multiple times. And it, I just think that's it's not. A, I don't think it gets. I don't know if it gets better. I just feel like I always see something new, or I always catch something new in the movie. Yeah, ditto. Um, yeah. yeah, it's kind of like watching a time movie, and you always catch something new. Oh um, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like right. references, yeah, something yeah. like that. So, yeah, I agree. I, I feel the same way on this one. Um, yeah, but uh, that that whole it still gets to me every time where that the shitting. Well, he's yeah. just no. When he's like monologuing to this guy through the through the transponder and his oh yes and his bowels, like I love that he is. You can feel the, the right weight level. coming on, yeah. um, like of oh, the shit that's about to happen, and you, and the way those scenes play out with the in laws at the dude's house when he first gets to the father in law, mm-hmm. and oh, the yeah. way that tension builds, like it, it feels like that feels like a more of a genuine straight up horror movie, but mm-hmm. the whole time because of all the, everything that happened before in the movie, you you want you want so bad for him to get there in time or the cops to get there in time. But you know it's never gonna happen. Even if it was your first time watching it, you know he's gonna—he's not gonna get stopped here. Like oh. you just know it. And then when the daughter comes in, mm-hmm. and she comes in closer, the whole that whole tension of her inching closer to the sound she heard. Oh, that's right. Oh, like yeah. oh, like, like this movie just—it's fucking with you. It's fucking yeah. with you. It is. And then yeah. he tackles her, and then the calls get made, and you find her in the alley. God knows oh, what happened to her. I know. It's like, oh my God, this movie. Yikes. Um, so yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah, and, she, cool. yeah, and the two people that deserved it the least got it harder. Oh, got it hit harder, the hardest. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. That's, um, that's some cautionary tale making. So oh, yeah. In, yeah. Well, 100%, yeah. Um, anything you want to talk about in the movie? About the movie? I mean, I don't know. Besides, like talking about, I don't even know like, what a, what a favorite scene is. I would say actually, one of my one of my favorite scenes is when he's talking to uh, that one guy. I'm sorry, the uh, um, when he goes to the house to uh, with the uh, the guy who's eating the human flesh. Um, yeah, I cannibal the cannibal. Uh, I couldn't think of the word. I was like, dude, I know the word, but I, I can't think of it. Um, yeah, when he's talking to the cat, when he's there for the cannibal, and just like. I don't know, that scene's so creepy because, like, it just makes you feel like the world is that much shittier. Even already, you're already knowing the world is shitty with these two people in it, right? Yeah. Or mainly with this guy, this one guy. But yeah. the fact that there's, like, even other people like that and there's, like, a connection to a group of them, it's just disgusting. And it's just, like, it makes you just, like, hate yourself and just hate life. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can see that. Um, you know, that scene also does something interesting about uh, how serial killers are portrayed in film. Because I don't know for sure. But um, um, I like that scene because... Uh, so the, the cannibal finds him in his kitchen, right? And it's almost like a reverse horror movie. It's like a horror movie for a serial killer. Like, the suspense. Like, who's behind me? I'm the killer here. What's going on? Um, and yeah, he's... Yeah, um, trippy in that way. Right, trippy. Yeah. It's, I mean, technically, the whole movie's like that. If you think about it that way. It's like a, a horror movie for serial killers, but the serial killer doesn't give a shit. Um, anyway, he turns around, he signs him, and, and like with one sentence or something, without him saying it, he's like, oh, you're that guy. It's like the way him and the other killers in this, they work, 
it's like it's through instinct. They just instinctually just follow their gut on everything. You know, he's right. He knows who he is, but he doesn't know it for real. Like, you know, I, so many movies really, and, I, and rightfully so, depend on actually seeing it for themselves. Actually finding out, like seeing a, a text or a document or something or an ID, right? That says like, oh, you're this guy. Like, I know who you are now. You're the guy who's who's chasing my friend over here, you know. Right. Um, he just knows it. He's there the way he crept up on him. He doesn't have to say a word. He just, and I remind, there's a lot of those scenes in the movie uh-huh. of, I mean, Charmian thinks like gut instinct is sharper. And then you see other ones that are duller than even the cannibals when you think of the taxi driver guys. You know, there, they should have acted faster. They knew what those, like, they felt it. They just weren't sure. Uh-huh. You know, it's like this weird gut instinct, like, reaction time that also makes them much more lethal. You know, and yes. probably what makes the cannibals so lethal as well, just not as lethal. So yeah, it's gonna be very interesting, like little thing that happens in the movie that I noticed this time around. So very interesting huh. for me. Anyway, um, so that's a good catch. Yeah, thank, yeah, it took me like seven times, but yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, that's it for I saw the devil. Who who really saw the devil? Everyone did. I think that's everybody. Everybody. Uh, that is it for our show. And you have been this whole time listening to another movie podcast. Uh, do not forget to follow us, follow me actually, personally, on Letterboxd, as well as on Twitter, which I never post, so don't do that maybe, at Armin Filmmaker, which is A-R-M-E-N, Filmmaker. And you, Ralph? You can follow me on Twitter at uh, Don Rafael, underscore between the Rafael, and on Switch at Sue Trauma. Um, yeah, you oh, should yeah. be able to spell that. Um, and then, uh, yeah, that's it. Yeah, like yeah, that's it. Um, all right. I think I was like, yes. So the next show is going to be a little interesting. We're going to have a little discussion right now, um, as far as what we want to do for the next marathon because it's technically over. It's not over yet. We're putting the Luke's final marathon pick, which is actually going to be a movie from their two thousands called Sideways. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to put on hold until he gets back from his job. He's still not back yet. We thought he would be, but he's not. So like, um, we're going to continue on. Obviously, the show, and when it gets back, we'll do it then. So, but the website will have every other movie that we've done. So, anyway, um, so I was thinking, Ralph, uh, for the next marathon, there's three, I think there's three or two, at least two good options to uh-huh. do next that are kind of like fun time. Yep. Just like fun little things. Um, one, we could continue, we can do another another set of twin films okay. to do. That would be a good one because that's always like an ongoing one. Another one that I thought of this year that I definitely want to do every year, maybe. Um, is do anniversary uh, anniversary how? anniversary review so like we do like uh, a 10 year a 20 year a 30 year something like that I don't know what number is exactly but a 30 year anniversary or something that's, that's specific to this year because okay okay so that has to be specific to this year well yeah because so 10 years ago we'll no, I, I make a movie yeah, yeah, yeah exactly no I'm saying because like what if yeah, I only say this because like what if the movie was released in November but we're doing a 10-year anniversary, but it'll be 11 years in November. You know what I'm saying? Does it, does oh, it does oh I see. No, just a year. Just the, the bland year. It came the bland out. year? Okay. Right, yeah. That's, that's, what not, I, that's what I meant. I was just like... That's way too fucking specific. Well, I know it is, but I just yeah. I have to ask the questions. <laughs> yeah, you know, if we were like a... 
if we were like actual per, not professionals but like if we were like doing podcasting a lot more i would say that makes more sense but we're not we're every two weeks so like it no, would just, make more sense right that's and i only asked the question for that reason yeah yeah good. that's good that's a good yeah, so if a movie came out um so where are we 2021 so 10 right. years ago we 10 2011 so 2011. any movie from 2011 if you want to you know things like that i don't know exactly what if we should do like one each or should we do like maybe you do 10 years i'll do 15 or i do 20 Ooh. and then you do 30 and i'll do 40 and do 50 like we just switch off that like wouldn't be opposed i wouldn't be opposed to doing that so we're doing one movie each we could do one movie yeah, like that from every whatever we decide I, numbers I, I, I don't know i would say let's see what's on the 10 the 20s and the 30s and the 15s and stuff like that and see if I, i'm pretty sure i can find at least two for everything yeah um if we think there's a plethora i think we should pick a bigger number maybe two for sure um mm-hmm. if we think it seems okay then maybe we just do one we'll see we, we, we can we can yeah. talk more about it but yeah I, i'm down that's actually sounds like a pretty cool marathon yeah and that's like a that's like a, a solid marathon that will be different every year but i mean yeah it right. technically will be yeah. at least for 10 years straight because at least the, for 10 years straight right right um and even then just so many titles really we could pick whatever yeah so, um, is, yeah. yeah so we'll we'll see yeah, and it's a good way to talk yeah, about bigger to movies, too. Anyway, so yeah, I think that's going to be our next one. And now we won't do that marathon next. It'll probably be the time after this, the next episode. So with that in mind, um, remember, we are a bi-weekly show. That means we come out every other weekend. So next time, we're going to review uh, movies that Rafa and I have picked. And this is like a, a, kind of a weird episode in general. Um, so we're going to do Space Jam. The new Space Legacy. Jam. What's it called? Uh, Space Jam on New Legacy. Oh, okay. Hmm. I didn't know the whole title. Um, anyway, and then we're going to do M. Night Shyamalan's latest film, Old. It's called Old. Starring people. I forgot the names already. Um, but it'll be in theaters by then. I think July 20-something, 23rd, I want to say. Um, it comes out then. And then uh, the third movie is not going to be a movie. It's what I said earlier in our recent discoveries. I'm going to talk about this horror movie, Renaissance, yep. and just have a discussion and see what uh, see what I can get Roth into, maybe. As far I, pl- as I plan on watching that trilogy, hopefully. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, you know, I know we're recording this at different uh, times. I saw the third one last night. Oh, did you? Was it good? It's very good. I really Okay, good. Because yeah. yeah. I... I um, uh, yeah, the power of editing. The um, what's it called? Uh, I uh, I'm pretty busy this week, but next week I should be more free uh, until sure. the weekend. But yeah, so we'll see. Yeah, so check that out for next time. Until then, I'm Oscar, and I'm not Luke. I'm Rob. that's true. He's not Luke. Mm-hmm. Um, see you later. Arrivederci.